Welcome back to the stupidest podcast with your host, Justin Rodemacher. And that's it. I'm going to be the only guy today. Um, nobody else is here yeah, with yeah. me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm here with uh, actually two other people. I'm here with uh, what's his name? And uh, who's who's that guy? What's it? I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, he's got a. He's, Dude, your intros are terrible lately. He's got he's got a beard. He's got a. <laughs> I don't know what, what what is it? What's up, buddy? It's Justin Vandeventer. How you guys been? Another episode. We got an exciting one here tonight. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a fun one. We got a, a special guest with us. We got Patrick DeGeest. Is hey with guys. Us. That's him. That's his voice right there. I'm thrilled to be here. Big fan of the show. Nice. Nice. I like to have fans of the show. I'm excited to do this one too, Patrick. I've waited to kind of rescheduled, rescheduled, and rescheduled, and scheduled, and rescheduled. Yeah, yeah. it's like we had a blind date about a month ago or so, and... Now we're finally able to to make it work. Yeah, the anticipation has been building. Yep. Well, I mean, we want you to come back, like, wanting more. So, like, that's, yeah. that we've, it, we've strategically done this. Okay. Like, it, it's worked. It's worked. <laughs> play your, if you play your cards right, Roddy might put out tonight. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> He's been trying to sit next to me on this couch since I got I know. here. Gee, so, I know. I've only, been, I've only been on the Zoom meeting for five minutes, and I've already seen him move at least ten feet closer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, I'm not the only one that was interested. Patrick was talking about going on a date tonight, so on the text feed. <laughs> Frankie's grandmother? Yeah, yeah, he's going to go on a date with Frankie and her and her, her grandma tonight. All right, so this this episode comes out we just uh November 21st, right? Mhm. So before we get into this, Roddy, what? How are you doing with your challenges? Okay, um, so my challenges, I'm doing okay on one. We have episode challenges. Okay. So on the episodes where it's just Vandy and me, um, we do challenges. And so what our challenges are for November are we need to run 10 miles and we need to do 1,000 burpees. And so far, I'm at 200 burpees and 1.1 miles. <laughs> So um, so you haven't ran at all. I haven't ran at all since our last episode. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so I'm struggling on the running. I might have to pay twenty five dollars on the running one, and then I think I'll be I'll be okay on the the burpees. I think I just gotta step it up. Do you track this, or are you guys on the honor system? Well, just... we, we're tracking. It's an honor system, okay. but like we're tracking ourselves. And so, like, if I decided to say I I ran ten miles, I could, but I'm gonna not do that because sure. I'm worried about the burpees. Oh, really? How come? I mean, I'm up. I'm up to 350. So I've only done like 150 more since the last episode or whatever. Yeah, but you, you're getting tired or what? It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel more confident about the running than the burpees. Dude, I am the opposite. I forgot how to run. Like, I'm not. I'm not good at running. <laughs> I thought I was in better shape. I play disc golf all the time, so I can walk for days. But running is a different story for me. I used to run. Six miles already. Oh, wow. Dude, I used to run every single day. I was a, I played football like in high school. And so that was all I did was run. And then I would run routes. And then I would run like the whole time. What position? Wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did a lot of running. But. Well, 
You're oh, right well. every day. I know. Well, I haven't been in high school for a while. Yeah, what's the problem now? Old age? I think so. Yeah. That and I like my exercising is disc golf, so I don't need to run. All I need to, well, I need to like run for like to throw the disc, which is like five feet, and then I'm done running. <laughs> I mean, that adds up yeah. slowly but surely. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but five feet times eighteen. Yeah. Well, and then I, you got to throw like twice on some holes to, because I'm not running when I'm putting. So if I right. have my approach, I got to run maybe three feet on an approach. There you go. Oh, Ten yeah. miles, five feet at a time. He'll get. There. Oh, can I count disc golf? <laughs> no. If I count disc golf, I'm at seven miles. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we can't count that. But yeah, what uh, what have you been up to other than uh, the challenges? Deer hunting was this weekend. Yeah, get anything? I got a five pointer. Nice, better than a four pointer. Right. By one. Oh. I did the math oh, quick. Gonna go back out this weekend. How many can you get? I don't. I don't hunt, so I don't. Um. Well, you can get. You have one for your main tag, and then I can get two bonus tags. Okay. Do you have to pay for you each of those three. bonuses? Yeah. Okay. So if you pay for the bonus but you don't get it, you don't you can't get a refund. Yeah, there's no refund. <laughs> so it's, you're kind of gambling. Do you gut it and skin it yourself, or do you send it off to be processed? Process. We do it all ourselves. Okay. Process it all ourselves. Do everything ourselves. All right. Clean it, butcher it, everything. We do breakfast sausage, lunch meat, salami, steaks. Some, sometimes they hook me up too it's pretty sweet yeah get some jerky yeah i'm a big deer steak. jerky guy yeah it's delicious so we have we have another yeah, person if you... dad should i we've been saying it for years that dad should just sell this shit because his recipes are phenomenal well if if you get extra give it to me and i'll give patrick some yeah. or i'll say that yeah, I'll I'll patrick some some up. <laughs> <laughs> so but what about you what's new with you um, not a whole lot new, just working and I haven't really, I, I played disc golf last week a little bit, but haven't played it all this week. Um, I got a little thing going on with my eye. I don't know what's going on there. Just kind of like a irritation or like something's in it. I don't know. It's weird. Is there a twinkle in it? There's a twinkle in my eye. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> but. Okay. Did you, did you fart on your pillow? Well, I mean, not more than the the average amount. So. <laughs> nice, but no, right. it's it's definitely not that because like the ball of my eye is like completely normal. It's just like there's something like right in the inside right here that like is messing with me. But like I'm still able to do most things. I just it it's irritating me. I bet. We've already got one comedian with an eye patch, so I know. you got to stay off of his territory. I know, and Frankie was right. honing in on the second one, yeah, and now I'm right. trying to get on the third. I'm... Yeah, you're stealing people's material at this point. I know. I, My bad. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Not trying to steal anybody's material. Trying to jump on the eye patch, and you could be dazzled it. Well, I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> This is unrelated, right. but I have a buddy who makes custom horror masks. Oh. And he made me a uh, eye patch themed after penis foreskin. <laughs> what? 
That sounds pretty that sweet. Awesome. <laughs> this has got like I don't know. It's pretty disgusting. It's got pubes and <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah. He does good work. <laughs> I I might need to hire him to make me something. That oh, he does. Awesome. He, oh, he loves it. He does great work. I'll I'll hook you up after the show. <laughs> sweet. Does he like do discounts? Not around like. Halloween, like since it's after Halloween, would I get it? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was just yeah. I don't even need a disc. I just want it. <laughs> so to he see. makes he makes like legitimate masks. Yeah, yep. That's he's a big uh, he's a big Friday the Thirteenth guy. So in Jason masks from nice. the the various movies or the video games, though that's his specialty. But uh, he does a lot of custom stuff too. Do you think he could do like Sweet. a? Not, it doesn't necessarily have to be horror, but it'd be sweet to have like a, a Los Angeles Rams where it has like a horn. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be sick. He's always looking for new ideas, so I'll, I'll run something by him. Dude, I would love a Los Angeles Rams With pubes mask. on it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I wasn't going <laughs> to not get... You can't do that without the pubes. I, I thought the pubes were implied. <laughs> well, you can provide your own or... Um, pay a little extra, but I'm gonna have to pay a little extra. Right. I think <laughs> <laughs> them fields are pretty barren right now. <laughs> the carpet matches this the top of you the by uh, Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were uh, sponsored by Manscaped for a little bit, so we uh... <laughs> good tie in there. Yeah, that's how we got that. But Whoa. yeah, other than that, not not a whole lot new going on. Patrick, what, what do you do? You have anything new going on? Uh, I went to I went to the orchestra Ooh. Saturday with my girlfriend. How'd that go? On a whim. Uh, you know, I'm not an orchestra guy. It seemed good, you know? Yeah. But uh, I really have no idea. <laughs> You're like, hey, Patrick, you, you seem fancy. No, no. This was, she's, my girlfriend has two coworkers who were in it. They were like in the choir part. So she just wanted to support them. I went. Uh, I, the whole time I kept comparing it to comedy. <laughs> Which probably seems unfair. You're like this isn't funny at yeah. all. The, the jokes are terrible. Like their laughs per minute were way low. You know, <laughs> they could not deal with hecklers at all. Oh, were you the Pretty light this guy? Get this guy out of here! Yeah. Light him! Light him! Right. Bassoon, more like a buffoon. Am I right, folks? <laughs> they just... That's awesome. Ugh. Were you the only heckler? Because I knew you were heckling. Yeah, nobody yeah. else. Everybody wow. else is like really stuffy and quiet. I don't, I don't yeah, get they're, it. They're, they're like sitting there like trying to enjoy themselves, but they can't because yeah. it's not funny. Right. I was yeah. just trying to help the show. Yeah. And they, they kept, didn't appreciate my help. You like kept trying to throw out like tags for them. Like, yeah, hey, right. like, you could go this way. Like, no, they didn't do <laughs> they anything. They were all in tuxedos. I was there in a bowling shirt. <laughs> right. It's true. I, I wore like jeans and a sweater, yeah. and I, which I thought was dressed up, but clearly was not. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. But also they, they sold like 1,500 tickets for a... Oh, wow. I mean, I don't want to trash orchestra, but... You know, we do a free show every week, multiple yeah. free shows every week. We're lucky to get 50. <laughs> they need to like, we need to like start taking notes. Maybe we need to start getting like orchestra music in the background yeah. or something. We're going to tap guys, into I that. think you guys should just start standing outside handing out <laughs> flyers like, you thought this was good. Come get a laugh. Uh, yeah. yeah. We can tell our jokes as they leave with like a hat for, <laughs> for change. Hey, I got a, I got a mask. This is a pube right here. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you can only imagine the comedy that would come after this mask. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that what's was under new for this me. mask is way, even, even way yeah. more funny. Yeah. 
Wait a second, that's my face. <laughs> oh. I was the one wearing the mask in this situation, wasn't I? Wait, those aren't pubes? <laughs> no, no, these aren't pubes. This is just my my beard. Oh, hair. it's natural. Yeah, it's, okay. I know you they're them on every morning. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Takes a lot of pubes every morning. And it's new pubes every time. That's why it's so barren down, yeah, down yep. south. Exactly. I got to grow them every night. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, sweet. Do we want to... You look like you were about to say something. Oh, I was, I was going to rip on you. I was like, you think the pubes are big on the face? You should see down below. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we were Twice saying. That's what we were Twice saying. I, 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 get it, I get it from down below every morning. That's what we were getting at. So... Do, we, right. do you want to get into it? Sure. Patrick, are Let's you ready to get into first, it? Right? Yeah, you're going to go first. All right. All right, Patrick. Um, what inspired you to get into stand-up comedy? My uh, my girlfriend harassed me into it for years. <laughs> it took years? I, years. She kept telling me I should do stand-up comedy. Um, I assume she's just trying to get in my pants. <laughs> Right, one of those meaningless compliments. Yeah, years and years. One day she'll get there. One day (laughs) she's she's working hard (laughs) at it. (laughs) And I just uh, I don't know. Thought that was absurd, right? Like if I don't know, someone tells you you should be a musician or a model or something, you're just like, yeah, okay, that's a meaningless compliment people throw out. And then I just started slowly that that idea sank into my brain. Then I started just writing my thoughts down and. But that, that took probably four or five years before I, you know, okay. from when she told me till I actually got on stage. But you, but you were writing for that four to five years. Um, I was not writing okay. actively. I was writing like premises down or potential ideas, mm-hmm. and then it it probably took three or four years before that. Okay, I'm gonna go on stage now, and I just took some of the best stuff, and and finally sort of focused on writing that. Hmm. Yeah, and then I uh, gave it a shot. West Palm Beach at the uh, the Palm Beach Improv was my first time. Damn. <laughs> so did went you, okay. Did you like live down that down there, or like yeah. was it just like on a? No, you were living there. Yeah, at the time I was living in Fort Pierce, Florida. Okay, which is about an hour, a little over an hour away from Palm, West Palm Beach. Oh dang! So you drove an hour to just to get to the Improv. It's weird because I searched for closer ones. They had nothing. At least that I could find through Google. They hmm. had no closer open mics than uh, like an hour and probably 15 minutes away from me. Damn. Yeah. How, how much time did you get your first time then? I don't even remember. It was three minutes or five minutes, okay. one of the two. Dang. Pretty standard. You're going to cut yeah. into all these other questions and keep asking questions like that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just trying to get to know. <laughs> that being said, Patrick, how long how long you been with your girlfriend? <laughs> Um, you said it took what three, four years that you ever telling you. We've been together. She'll listen to this, and I won't get the answer right. It's like <laughs> it's like nine or I ten years. You in trouble right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like nine years, I think, maybe ten. <laughs> Off and on. Yeah, there you go. Just say it's it's yeah. It's been about nine years, and yeah. Um, if you take the if you cut out the time where we broke up, it's probably like eight years. Okay. <laughs> We got to figure it out since then. There you go. Yeah. No, I, I was Older. in there really. Oh. 42. Okay. Wow, you look really young for 42. Thanks. I have a girlfriend who supports me, so low stress living. That's that, that's that, the key. That helps. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say... We got we to gotta find one of those, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking for anything at this point. Anything that's yeah, right. good. <laughs> the um, other day, a uh, girl the other day got posted and she asked, uh, what's your longest relationship? I said, I'm going strong 35 years with my left hand. <laughs> committed. <laughs> committed. Never says no. Yeah. Never yeah. back talk. Yeah. Who says men are afraid of commitment? You've been <laughs> sticking it out with lefty. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship with my left hand. Can't say that. Yeah, can't they, say the same. But somebody, somebody also commented, "What about the right hand?" I said, "I think we might be at ten years. I don't know. We have a little <laughs> off and on relationship. Yeah. Side action. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you got to do the strange. The other hand gets jealous. Yeah, you got to do the stranger every now and then, mm-hmm. right? Um, no, I was going to say, I, I was in a relationship like that where like you're, you're off and on. So you were like off for like a year. And it's sort of like, you're just like, do we count that? Like, or is that not as uh yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. We did that when we got back together. We're like, so do we tell people we were together for four or five years or do we say that we were together for three and then together for another year? Or, yeah. We had a bit of a fraught period, which <laughs> we, we got that all ironed out. But at the time, okay, man, it was a disaster, you know? Yeah. I I feel that comedians or at least potential comedians can be uh, tough to deal with. That uh, th- that's why that's <laughs> got, why like mental issues or something. That's like, why I'm yeah. single. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've noticed, we're all stable as yeah, all. Right, right. <laughs> so so you're like the outlier. Nine ten years. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I give it to Caitlin so. Yeah, I guess she 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 picked a good one though. I feel, and she's great. She's fantastic. I love Caitlin. Nice. Is that the first time you've said it? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna... this, this is the first time she's hearing right. it. I need an intermediary, you know, medium. So yeah. through a podcast, I think I'm ready to say it. Okay, I'll say, honey, you should really listen. <laughs> Just listen to at least this part. News, big news yeah. coming out. Yeah. I'll write down the time so you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Patrick, what uh, what style of comedy do you perform on stage, and or do you even think like do you like your style? Um, if not, what style would you want to do? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I dark comedy, I guess. I don't know if that's a style. Dark is my favorite for sure. Yeah, I I'd consider that a style for it's, sure, and your style too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. I don't know why I love it. Um, they do say <laughs> I've I've heard articles that say like intelligent people love dark comedy. And I like mm. repeating that. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of the dark comics that I know, like Anthony Jessen, like is a genius. Like he's so so smart, and how he is able to get it and like deliver it so well. Too. Yeah, oh yeah, I love Anthony Jessen. Like, but and it's like, well, what you know, if if there's dark stuff or negative stuff, you can dwell on it and get depressed and let it ruin your life, or you can make light of it and kind of own it a little bit and. You know, bring find, some laughter to people. Yeah, find the humor in it. Right. Like, there's humor in most things as long as you can find it and you have to, like, convey it properly. Like, yeah. If you don't convey it properly, it can definitely come <laughs> off the wrong way. Correct. But. <laughs> Correct. Well, that's what that's what makes dark comedy funny, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's, like, the challenge of it, too. Like, it was so fun writing those roasts. Yeah. Because that's not my typical style. And so it was cool to write those kind of mean jokes in a lighthearted way like towards the people that i, I really like like and care about yes. <laughs> and I, I still want to roast them like i want it to be funny and i want it to be good but 
yeah. challenging at, at times too because like you say something and all of a sudden you're like oh is that is that maybe too harsh or should, <laughs> should I dial it back a yeah. little bit and it's the old theory right you can get away with it if if the writing is good enough or the, the joke is clever enough or whatever yeah. it, it'll work and if it doesn't work you, you know you're gonna probably bomb hard because it'll turn the audience off but yeah. uh, uh danielle who you just had on the show has said to me once or twice she said you know i liked watching the audience while you were up there so they didn't want to like your jokes but you made them <laughs> that's uh, that's a very good compliment. yeah and i, I love hearing that's that. that's when you know you have a good dark joke yes yeah. right right i love hearing that that's exactly what i go for when i do dark comedy yep. so that that's my style for sure and i i really enjoy it yeah I, I wish it wasn't always at my girlfriend's expense that's <laughs> She seems, seems to be my uh, dark muse, I guess. But you also, like, go off of that, too. Like, you have some pretty good stuff that, like, doesn't in- involve her. Like, yeah, I, I try to get away from her. Nah. <laughs> Not physically. <laughs> Comedically. Don't want it to always be about yeah, <laughs> mocking yeah. her pain. Yeah. <laughs> or the knifing. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's such a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> Every time, every time I try to sit down and do one-liners like Roddy, it always goes dark. Yeah. I, I have a hard time writing something that's not dark as a one-liner. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, I have a lot, like, most of the, my stuff for, like, one-liners is clean, but most of my clean jokes, like, don't connect with people. Like, some of them do. Like, people like some of them. But, like, I always usually have to go with my naughty Roddy stuff to, like, get the laugh. <laughs> so, like, if I'm, like... Going, I'll, I'll do like three or four naughty roddies, and then I'll go like three or four clean ones, and then I feel like I'm losing them. So I'm like, okay, I guess we'll go back to the naughty. Because a lot quick. of the ones that you think are naughty aren't that naughty. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 is true. Some of them are just yeah. I say they're naughty, but I talk about poop. So <laughs> <laughs> poop jokes. Ed getting edgy over I know. here. They're, they're naughty because there's fecal matter in there. <laughs> Well, we get a pretty, like, college-heavy crowd yeah. in Dublin, so I think, I don't know, they probably like sex and poop jokes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the sex and poop jokes are the ones that hit the hardest, yeah. usually. <laughs> All right, um, who, are, who are some of your biggest influences com- in comedy, and who is your favorite comedian right now? Uh, Jesselnik, we just mentioned. He's one of my favorites. Maybe one of the... Maybe one of the best dark comedy writers out there. Yeah. Um, Taylor Tomlinson's really good dark writer about like just her own dating life and yeah, she's yeah. very good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug Stanhope is one of my favorites. He uh, he he mixes dark in, but he's got a lot of social commentary. Also, just goes off the wall with like <laughs> vo- vulgar painting vulgar word pictures <laughs> he's vulgar i didn't know he's <laughs> that's not really my style but i appreciate the word pictures he can yeah. paint with that he's he's doug stanham's probably my favorite active comedian right now I, I always say if you could put jeff ross and bill burr into a blender you got doug stanham yeah <laughs> i like that he's still somehow a little bit i don't know underground i guess yeah i i, I I feel like he is, but yet he's like one of the. It's weird because he's like the most famous underground, yeah, comedian, right? Like, like he's that's st- how he, I picture him. He talks about he only does shows on midweek, like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. He doesn't want random not fans, yeah, showing up comedy to his shows. Fans. Yeah, he yeah. wants just his fans to be there, so he'll do a Tuesday and a Wednesday show. Yeah, 
Well, a lot of the shows bunker in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot of the shows that I've gone to, like at Acme, like I've gone on Thursday nights, I've gone on Friday, Saturday, like the comedians usually tend to like the Thursday night because that's like the comedian group. Right, right go there like they're the ones that are actually into the the show or the saturday like they're there for the bachelorette party or they're there for another reason yep. and comedy just happens right. to be going on yeah the friday night show is all drunks who are yeah. just you know drinking off the work week and yeah <laughs> want to have a good time yeah yeah I, I i would love to do like thursday night going to acme or something like that if i'm gonna go do it again yeah even like just me performing too would be funner. Yeah, funner is that. So who was your who was your influences when you were younger? Like before. Uh the first two like comedy you know specials I just listened to over and over were uh, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. I think it was Bigger and Blacker and um, what was the other one? Man, Killing Them Softly. Mm. Those two specials? Yeah. Yeah, my brother burned those for me on a CD, (laughs) and I just listened to them on repeat over and over and over again in the, I don't know, early 2000s or something is when those came out. Yeah, that's that's probably when I really fell in love with comedy. I did that with uh, um, Brian Regan. Yeah. Brian Regan Live. I just, that was on a loop when I was a kid. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It was my favorite. Yeah, just listen to it over and over. Yep. Yeah, I, I had all of it memorized, so like I would be telling the neighbors, yeah. they'd be like, "Okay, you can leave." Like, <laughs> yeah, I tried to tell my parents, like, "Hey, there's a great bit coming up. Just listen." And yeah. they don't, they don't get it. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> um. So when was uh, we kind of already answered this, but um, you you said it was in Florida. What was it like getting on stage for the first time? Like, terrifying. It was. Uh... I, I, I would say I was borderline passing out. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I had some shots, had a couple shots, and I just practiced my bit so often, I just kind of plowed through it. But, like, I, I, my vision was going white at the time. I was so, uh, I don't know, overcome with stage fright. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. Are you guys like that? Were, were, were you nervous or super nervous your first times? So, my, one of my first times was actually at Acme. And okay. I didn't have time to be nervous um, <laughs> because I was I, like, I, I had my three minutes and I'd like put my name on there. And you, if you star your name, you're like automatically get to go up. Mm. Um, but you're going to be like one of the first ones. So sure. I, I had maybe 20 minutes to get ready. And so I'm sitting there and I was talking to this other comedian, talking to her at the bar and telling her like the jokes that I'm thinking about doing. And she's I told her one joke and she's like, that's not going to go well here. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, that joke's not going to go well here. You might want to su- like do something else. I'm like, okay. So, Just what you want to hear right before yeah. you go on. So I'm like, okay. Right. So, so I'm like trying to think of what I can do. So like I just took that 20 minutes to like basically redo my set. Oh. And so I was like redoing my set and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, I need to like start getting in there because I'm like one of the first comedians to go. And as soon as I walk through the doors, they're like, and your next comedian, Justin Rademacher. Oh. And they all clapped. I'm like okay here we go and i just ran up on stage and i did my thing i have it recorded actually so i, I it went decent didn't do great okay, I mean, but i mean like i got laughs and stuff I, yeah but the whole time i didn't know what was going on while i was on stage because i was like that i was like almost blacked out but i had rehearsed my stuff sure. enough that i like got through because i like 
had like my five minutes, but then I had to get rid of like my first like minute and a half. So like I knew the ending, so I knew that I'd get to that part. So I just basically had to quick memorize the first few minutes, and because I only had three minutes, so I was like, yeah, half my set was gone. So I'm like, okay, well I just need to get through this half so I can get to the second half. And but luckily my jokes are short enough that I can get them for like 10, 15 seconds most of them. <laughs> I get nervous. I get nervous every time, up until that first laugh. And then once I get that first laugh, then I'm good to go. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it takes him till after he's off stage to get the first laugh. But, <laughs> but it comes. They cheer at least. They cheer at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Some applause break as I exit the stage. <laughs> no. But yeah, so I, 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 I like I like those nerves though. I yeah. like that nervousness. Yeah. So did you do you remember anything that like from that like did you record it or did you like remember it or like how it's did gone that... forever the the venue recorded it like I paid them twenty bucks to record it and they put it on like a private YouTube link and they sent me the link and I just thought it was all it would always be there for like oh, the memories yeah so I I shared it with people for like a year and then they deleted it oh or it's just gone now so damn that sucks yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be fun to have. I should have, I guess, put it on my own computer, but it's just gone now. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. It, it, it went okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yours, I got some laughs. I'm sure a lot of it was cringe. I'm sure I was nervous as hell. Yeah. But uh, I got a few laughs, and it didn't uh, didn't deter me or ruin my experience. Yeah. Yeah, that was like one of the first times I had gone on stage. Actually, I forgot that wasn't the first. The first time I ever was actually at St. Cloud. That one did not go great. <laughs> that one was okay. I had a couple laughs, but sure. that one was definitely not recorded. That was, I don't remember what year that was. Also, I, I didn't go back for like a year. Oh, okay. Because, partially because of the nerves. Also because down there, at least at Palm Beach Improv, they, they, they were bringer shows. Do they even have those oh, in Minnesota? I don't. Not that I've heard of. Yeah. Yeah, where you have to bring a certain number of people. Yeah, you got to bring enough people to, to get on stage. So I had to convince like my coworkers to drive <laughs> yeah. an hour and a half on a work night. <laughs> oh, dang! So I couldn't get them to go back for like another year. Wow. How many like people did you have to bring? I think it was five. Okay. You have to bring at least yeah. five. Every place I've ever heard, it's either two to five. Yeah, and it's a two drink minimum. So like your friends are just paying the yeah. venue to, to to put you on stage yeah. essentially. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that here, at least maybe maybe they never had that before, here. but yeah. I've never personally had to experience Yeah, that. I'm so glad they don't have it around here. Man, we, that'd we be should awful. we should start implementing it. <laughs> sure. yeah, let's do it. All right, new rule. New new rule Roddy, to delete. You never scene. get on stage. I know. <laughs> Oh, let's 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 make the minimum for the new people let's not do it for us yeah we're grandfathered in yeah exactly <laughs> all right um how long were you or have you been an open micer um i mean that's a good question i'll let you guys can help me out with the answer to this one because uh my, my first time was 2018 I mean, so that'd be four years. But like I said, I, di I didn't do it again for a year after that. I went back in 2019 when I could wrangle up some friends and coworkers to go back to this bringer show. Um, and then again, I had the same problem. So I didn't go, I didn't go back to stand up for another year after that, which would be 2020. 
Uh, at that point, I'd quit my job, moved to the Keys, found a sweet little club there. I was going to just start grinding it out. I went three times at that club, and then COVID hit. Mm. Shut the world down. Uh, ended up moving back to Minnesota, because that's where I'm from originally. Landed in Duluth. Was just waiting. You know, I googled all the Duluth areas. Was waiting for Dublin's to open up as soon as they did, which was, I think, June or July of last year. Then I've just been going nonstop ever since. So, dang. It's either four years since the first day I did it, or uh, I don't know, a year and a half since I've been really, really going to multiple mics every week. I don't really know what counts. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm the same way. Like I I I've been doing it since like my very first time doing stand up was like probably 2012 if you count my very first time but that was high school or not high school that was college and i don't like i started writing and stuff but sure. it was not like anything that i i don't use any of it today and then like i waited probably three or four years till i did it again and then again i did it at acne and then i waited a, another year or two to perform again and then i waited another little while so like i've been doing it sporadically in the cities but then i moved up here started doing it what last was it february or march february and i've been february. doing it ever since yeah. then so like that's the same for me like i, I made him i made him do it on february good yeah. good for you <laughs> yeah we were playing darts and i'm like should we do it should i should i go sign up and he's like yeah just, just go do it and i'm like okay i did it it went well frankie invited me to go to the the one-liner contest yeah. so and then i just started going so that that if you count yeah. like me doing it regularly every week, it's then. But otherwise, I think that's how the pros count it. Like I know they yeah. hate it when people say you know they did open mic once and like oh yeah. I'm a I'm a comedian too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, you're, you're not. You're not doing it regularly. You're not putting the work in. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. If, if that's the case, then I've been doing it for under a year. So. Vandy, you. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't go regularly every week like you guys because I just don't have the time or the availability. But off and on for, I did my first stand-up show as a talent show in like middle school, <laughs> and then uh, did a couple open mics in high school. Did a, I did go? There was a place up in college as I went to school up in Ely. And there was a bar that had open mic, and we we did it pretty much twice a month, three times a month maybe. And then uh, I was going pretty regularly, like just before COVID, before everything shut down around here. And then I haven't really done much stand up for a while now. I need to get on stage. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's trying to come up on and, Thursdays. But it's yeah. going to be, he says it's going to be a little bit. I'm hoping it's soon rather, sooner rather than later. Hoping within another week or two. Where, oh, okay. Tops. Where do you live now? Uh, Elk River. Okay. Yeah. So just west of the cities. Sure. So, yeah. He's got to come up every Thursday. I'm going to, not every Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get up there for moles. You got to bring five so friends. <laughs> If you want yeah, stage time, <laughs> you gotta bring some friends, two drink minimum. Yeah, <laughs> guy back there, that's sea bass. That easy. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. So, yeah, we need to start doing that two drink minimum for the newbies. Right, starting with Vandy. 
<laughs> only Vandy. Oh, we're only going to do it for Vandy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. all right. uh, how many times do you think you should be going on stage every week? And do you think it matters? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Right, that's a tough one for me because I've like I only do it once a week, like regularly. Yeah. I mean, generally more is probably better. Um, I, I like to have at least something specific I'm working on that night. And if I don't have that, I feel like it's less valuable for me to go. Mm. And and sometimes it's just as simple as like, I'm going to do some of my old really polished bits, but I'm just going to focus on like eye contact mm. or pausing. I'm going to pause more and just stare at somebody for two seconds, <laughs> you know, because, you know, those bits are so they're so uh, polished and, and memorized at that point. I can, yeah. you know, or, or like uh, body movement, you know, act out stuff like that. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. great at. So and sometimes it's just that easy. But uh, I found if I just show up and I'm not prepared and I'm like, I don't know, kind of winging it a bit or goofing off on stage or you know, reading half thought out premises off my phone. Then I feel like that's not as valuable to me. So, yeah, I, I, I'll go. At, I mean, I like two to three times a week myself. But uh, some people say you should be going twice a night, which seems nuts to me. <laughs> yeah, that's especially like up here. That's nearly impossible. Yeah, there isn't a night that you could go twice. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I don't know that. I I love doing it on Thursday nights. I'm trying to get to Tuesday nights. Obviously, we can't tonight since we're recording. Yeah, but we should be getting Wednesdays soon. We got T bones on Mondays, and I want to hit that one up. But I'm working Mondays right now, so I'm trying to trying to hit them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be nice. We I mean, we should have a uh, Monday through Thursday open mic option yeah. in the Twin Ports. That'll the, be great. The scene up there is growing so much. Yeah. We got a good core group, and they're all uh, hungry and motivated and creating opportunities. It's fantastic mm-hmm. up here, honestly. Yeah, I'm still talking to Black Bear, hoping to, to get that going. I know we talked about that earlier, but yeah. I'm hoping he hits you up soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready uh, for that one. Richard, if you're listening, hit Patrick up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make it work. Ready, Richard. <laughs> I don't know if he listens or not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, is stand-up comedy what you thought it would be? <laughs> kind of. Kind of, yeah. Actually, no. I mean, the, the grinding it out, going to open mics, is is almost exactly what I thought it would be. Just a lot of hard work, a lot of trial and error, you know, a lot of showing up in mostly empty bars, performing for your friends. <laughs> But uh, I've, I've been uh, kind of dabbling in the business side of it, the, the producing show side. And that is, I will say, surprisingly easy okay. <laughs> to get into. M- way more than I would have thought, right? Like you just call venues. M- most of them, I don't know why, they're just thrilled to have comedy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes work. You have to sign up for like online ticket ticket software and you gotta hang flyers and you know all the all the groundwork and stuff like that but uh man it's been real successful i've i've been getting 50 to 100 people at a show which i never would have expected hmm. dang yeah is that like Can i borrow like two or three of those got 100 then when i come up there on thursday <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> We'll get you in the door. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so like not only like so the the producing and stuff like that that is also what you were expecting or like that seems a little like i thought it was no. gonna be harder yeah i would have okay. thought it was harder like before i set up my first show i i was again i i had it imagined differently i thought i would need like i don't know well-produced videos of uh like myself and and bob and danielle who i have been using as kind of the headliners you know, I thought I would need that, like references or something to give these, oh, these like, bars. You know, I thought I'd have to uh, pay a ton of money to rent these rooms. And I, it turns out you just go to, a, you find a, a venue that preferably has a separate side like event room and you say, how much for the room? And for a lot of them, they'll, they'll do a deal where like if you sell 200 bucks worth of alcohol, you can have it free. Oh, and I, you hit that every time with a yeah. comedy audience. They're drinkers, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, 200 is nothing. Yeah. That's two people's what's, uh, tabs. What, <laughs> what's been the best contract that you've gotten with the venue? Uh, basically that. Uh, free if, if, if I get enough people to buy alcohol. Free with enough sales. Yeah. The, the worst one I did, <laughs> if, if anybody wants to get into this, here, here's your tips. You know, find a room that's free or less than $100, or we'll give you the room for free if you sell alcohol. Because the very first show I did, uh, I don't know if they tricked me or did like a Jedi mind trick thing, but they're like, how about this? You get the first, uh, uh, I think, 30 tickets, ticket sales. You get all of that. After that, we split it 50-50. And my thought was, uh, 30 people? I'm not going to get that many people to show up to my first homemade show. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we got we got 120. Oh. Yeah. Dang. Which was have you have you ever, have you ever gotten a cut of liquor? Never. Okay. Maybe that's that might be the next move. I was gonna say that that could be a good move, but I mean, are you gonna find somebody that's willing to to get in on that? Because they're probably like, "Oh, we'll give you more of the tickets rather than the alcohol." I mean, they might. I well, part part of I think part of the key is I focus on uh, areas that really have nothing going on. <laughs> oh, good. that's a good call. So I'm not doing this in big cities, just yeah. so people know. I'm, I do towns like 10,000 people. Yeah, okay. And all they've got is uh, karaoke and high school football. Those are the only, that's the only yeah. entertainment in town. And I'm not going to compete with high school football because I'll lose that battle. <laughs> so I, Especially in those towns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I check the calendar. I make sure there's nothing else going on in that town. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, and yeah, they're really thrilled. So the yeah, the bars in that town are just like great. Anything you can do to bring customers to this establishment. So yeah, maybe maybe I should start asking for a cut of the liquor sales. Cause, yeah, because it's working. Well, if 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 you're bringing in a hundred people consistently, consistently, I think you can kind of use that as leverage. Yeah. At least that's what I've seen in past. Yeah, I should start to. If you can, if you keep going to the same venues and you, they keep seeing you, then you'd be like, "Hey, I think it's time that we get a cut of the liquor." I mean, maybe we can split fifty-fifty right down the middle. You get half the door, we get half of the liquor sales. We call that a night. Yeah, I think the next step. Yeah, so far it's it's been a lot more successful than I would have guessed. That's cool. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. A hundred people. That's a lot of revenue. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Like we've talked about doing like live podcasts. We thought that'd be cool. Um, see if that might might work. But yeah. um yeah, the only shows that I've ever set up, um, like I have one this Friday, but I've had like a couple at the bowling alley and a couple that I've set up, but I've never sold tickets for a show. 
So I've I've only done where the venue pays me to bring comedians. Sure. So like I'm trying to do like and so like the one I'm doing, we're just bringing six comedians and then they're just going to pay us. Okay. So I, it, it's a little different style. There's not a feature or a headliner or an opener. It's just kind of a basically like a different kind of open mic ish style. <laughs> like six of us do 15 minutes and no. Well, that's that's I think what the first the first show I ever did. That's what they tried to offer. They just said you know how yeah. much for your show. Yeah. I think that's what they wanted to do, and I had no idea. You know, yeah. it was my first time. I just threw it out a number. I said 600 bucks, mm-hmm. and that, that's how they, they came back with it. Well, how about you just get the first. 30 ticket sales and then we split things okay. after that so that's probably what a lot of them prefer is that just paying straight out rather yeah. than the tickets yeah they pay you as talent and yeah. and keep it simple that way no i like the ticket idea though that's why i was like kind of asking like a, just a little bit about it because like this, this this is where you start seeing people getting screwed over is when you start dibbling into this stuff. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I mean, that's what, like when you listen to other podcasts and they're like, oh, man, I got screwed over big time from this. This is oh, the kind of talk that you're yeah. talking about. Well, yeah, it's, it's it, just in my experience, having done only six shows, you know, I've got, I've got rooms for free or I've paid, you know, I paid $750 of that room that I oh, we ended wow. up splitting ticket sales. And it's like, but, that just sounds absurd, you know. Yeah. Seven fifty to rent your side room for two and a half hours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's a little ridiculous. It's a learning experience, you know. Yeah. Did you do okay on that show? End up making it out? No. No. Dang. <laughs> well, again, that was my fault, you know. Yeah. When you get that many people in the room, I felt like I was a yeah, you know, high roller. Uh, what is it, Sapphire Club? Yeah, you were the saf- you were at the Sapphire level. You were the the highest level at at Blackberry. Yeah, I was Sapphire Club, so I was paying my talent well. I was like tipping out the the wait staff real well. You know, half half of it just because I wanted to get asked back. Yeah. Then I got, went home, ran the numbers, and I'm like, oh wait, I'm gonna have to pay taxes and all these oh, online shoot. ticket sales. Yeah. So the money I kept in my pocket, well, I still have it, but I it, most of that would go to taxes yeah. at the end of the year, I think. Dang. But you know, like I said, it. Uh, I'd rather have a, a, a good show with a lot of people for my first show than than pocket a bunch of money. <laughs> nah, well, plus now you can get invited back and do more shows for them, and hopefully it's a little different, different le- level of what you get. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's part of the goal of targeting these. Uh, you know, kind of I don't know if they're small or medium sized towns or what, but nah. uh, everyone I go to they say you know we never get anything like this. And we'd love to have you back. So that's the that's the ultimate end goal for yeah. every show. Well, yeah, I mean, that's only going to benefit you in the long run. Like, it's e- it's way easier to communicate with the people that you've already done business with than to completely get a new client or right. whatever. It's just like a business thing. Yeah, and it's good for me too because like finding the venue is so much work. Like finding yeah. a right venue, for whatever reason, you just can't Google search event rooms mm. and get a lot of stuff to pop up i don't know why you have to go to that town like i just went to international falls i had to go there with my girlfriend we asked the cashier at a, at a like gift shop <laughs> hey like hey where like where are the event rooms in this town and she named like five of them we just drove there one of them was great i booked that place yeah and it, it, you know i tried to google it before then just nothing comes up I don't know why. Wow. Well, we have the Legion, the Eagles Club. Uh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. It's crazy that you couldn't find that. Like, you'd think that would be easily Googleable. 
Yeah, I, you know, Google event rooms, party rooms, banquet rooms, you get maybe 30 or 40% of what exists in a town. Wow. A lot of them are just so undercover. Right? You yeah. know, I've, I've been looking at one in Brainerd. <laughs> it was like a plant nursery all summer. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's, it's, it's the perfect room in Brainerd. Because again, I drove there, looked at eight different places, and it was the the it's such a good room for comedy. They've never had it there. I don't know why. And it was a, a plant nursery all summer long. And I never would have found it googling it. Yeah. I had to go there and ask people, like, where are the event rooms in Brainerd? <laughs> and how funny are those plants? Like those plants can't be that good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how much are they charging those plants to do comedy? Right. <laughs> yeah, their jokes are terrible. I gotta, I gotta talk to John down here, Roddy, see if we can get something going. Yeah, let's do it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good room. It, it is a good room. I mean, I, that room, I think, would be perfect for comedy. Yeah. I mean, it worked pretty good for those couple of shows that we did. Yeah. Yeah, I set a couple shows up, like, down in that area, hoping to, to do well. But I feel like the tickets would probably be a better thing down in that area than, like, just paying the talent. So <laughs> I, I need to learn how to do that aspect of the, the business. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I charge, every show I charge 20 bucks a person. And yeah. like I said, I get 50 to 100 people to show up, which that's, is fantastic. Yeah, that's and not a, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Especially if you can get less than 100 at the door, or like for the room, I mean. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you just tell them, like, yeah, you're going to make a lot in liquor sales, I'm sure that'll get you, get you a lot. That's, that, and that's what I need to do. And I think, uh, might have been Danielle who mentioned that too. She's got a lot of good ideas. Yeah. She just told me to start asking these venues, you know, how much they sold in liquor. Because mm-hmm. then I can take that number to the next venue. Yeah. That'd be like, this is how yeah. much we well, sold I mean, here. You, you break it down. If you're bringing in 100 people, the average person spends $20 on liquor. Right. That's two grand. Right. And again. That's a lot it, of money. That, that's a lot of revenue that you just brought in. Yeah. And again. And, and these are. these on, are on a two, Yeah. Yeah. These are venues with on nothing going night. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and yeah. yeah, if there is no high school football team, <laughs> and right. plus, I mean, you don't you don't really want the high school football team to be there anyway. So th- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you just brought in a shit ton of revenue on a Tuesday or Wednesday night yeah. at that place <laughs> that probably didn't do that all night. Yeah, they they were thrilled. Uh, the, these owners are thrilled. I can tell you that. Yeah. So I think a lot of them are very eager if you find the right spot. Well, I think you're doing the right thing and actually going to these towns because, like, even just the face-to-face, like, seeing somebody, that's going to be way different than, like, hey, my name is so-and-so, like, typing out an email. Like, you're not going to hardly get anything. But you're, like, they're shaking their hand, like, hey, I'm Patrick. I'd say Roddy. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm here to do comedy. Like, that's cool. And then you actually get to see the, the building and you get to see, like, what it would be like. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is already gonna. This is gonna air after the show. I haven't seen the tower tap, so I don't know exactly what it's gonna look like. <laughs> I, I know it's. I know That's it's gonna trouble. be. I know it's gonna be at the bar, and I don't know if it's gonna be like great quality for like stage thing because they've never done comedy there. Um, but she said it's it's gonna be good. So they they have a, a working mic. That's <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good thing. That's that's, that's really important. Boom. Yeah. So I, I talked to her today. She was she was at the casino. So I 
I got a little bit of face to face with her. Yeah. <laughs> Working Mike and alcohol are yes. Maybe I think that's all they yeah, that's two all that of the matters. most important ingredients yep. to comedy. So, <laughs> oops. I'm trying to think back when we had that big. I can't remember his name. We we got a big comedian at the bowling alley one time when I was managing there. Can't remember who was what his name was. Was that the guy that I opened I for? No, no, no. Okay. This was years before. This was before the when the arcade was still down by the front door. Yeah, I don't know then. Big mm-hmm. famous or big overweight? <laughs> Both. Louis Both, Anderson. Both. <laughs> he opened for Louis. He oh, used did he? To open for Louis. Huh. Um, but I rem- I remember I was managing at the time and I was running the numbers. We gave him ten grand got the door and he got half of our liquor sales wow <laughs> yeah did you make money off of that <laughs> we uh, we actually still did okay wow because he did three shows that night ah and it, i think he had 250 people per show dang yeah and a lot of them still stuck around after so we got a lot of liquor sales outside of the show <laughs> sure yeah. yeah yeah people That's what we're but he only got half the liquor in the vent in the actual yeah yeah yep in the show. Dang, that's still but, good. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't that, think I was I, there for that. Yeah, that was a. I don't remember that. That was a long time ago. But man, I, I was running the numbers. I'm like that guy made bank that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are the, those are the shows we need to put together. That's the dream. That's the that's... dream. It was the dream when I was that, and that's that's one thing when I was like, man, comedy's where it's at. I was yeah. like, like I just made probably fifteen grand a night. Yeah, yeah. but I, you also got to think like how much time and effort they put into doing yeah, their comedy up until I mean, that point. Yeah, yeah, hey. he was doing what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. who knows how many years. Yeah. Well, that's the warning too. I'll say right now is uh, producing shows. I. Uh, my writing time has just plummeted mm. because I spend so much time scouting venues, emailing the owners, you know, making digital media, going hanging the flyers and in constant contact with them. So I probably write, I bet not even half as much as I used to. Oh, wow. Because I'm, uh, you know, yeah. constantly trying to get people to show up and pay ticket price. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Dang. the downside. Yeah, so if you're working on writing and you need to focus on that, then maybe wait a little bit till till you do it. Is that what you were? Yeah, recommend? it's very time consuming. Yeah, very time consuming. Well, I mean, it makes sense, especially if you're like learning all the ins and outs of like ticket sales, and then you also need to like know what you're doing when you're marketing, like not only online, but then when you're like going to, you need to know the town, like where to put the flyers, like how to market in the town too, because you want to get people yep. there. Yep, or all the, the the business stuff. I had to register as a business and like oh, start yeah. an LLC, which I guess also has benefits because now I can uh, take a, a trip to scout venues, and that's all a business expense now. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just drive to drive to a city, get a hotel, you know. Yeah, that's go all business go around. Expense. Yeah, those are business expenses. How, how hard was it for you to get an LLC? Yeah, we, we're thinking about doing that for the podcast, actually. Okay, yeah. uh, uh, that part's not not hard. You uh, go on a Minnesota website. It's like one hundred and fifty five dollars. That's way out of our price range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they send you that. But see, then I keep finding more expenses. Uh, you uh, LLC is one hundred fifty five, but then to start a business bank account, 
you have to uh, get a lawyer to <laughs> write up like articles of intent or something like that. Basically, your business yeah. plan. That's another like hundred dollars. Technically, I'm I'm the CEO of my company because I paid Dang. to have this legal thing set up. And then they, yep. then the state of Minnesota made me like <laughs> buy this OSHA employees' rights poster to hang in my business. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and that was a hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. It probably it's probably five hundred dollars or something once all that's said and done. Dang. Where do you, where is it hanging? Is it it's, like above your toilet? No, it's in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was to say, do you got it in your car? <laughs> <laughs> It's huge. It's like three foot by six foot or oh. something. Like, yeah, it's folded should, twelve times. You should take a picture. You should take a picture of it. Shrink it down as like a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So it's still legible though. So yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right there in the bumper. Yeah. If any of the comics complain, I'll say, look, I. Yeah, it's right there. It's on my car, buddy. Yeah, you, you, you should have read it. Yeah. It's all right <laughs> oh, there. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. Make it see through. Like, put it on your windshield. Like Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love Fig Newtons, but. <laughs> yeah, so it's all been learning as I go. I probably missed something. I'm terrified I'm going to commit tax fraud accidentally oh. at the end of the year, but uh, I, I assume there will be benefits once yeah. once it all becomes uh, old habit. So this will be your first year filing taxes with for it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, you'll have to let us know how that goes because, yeah, we're thinking about doing this like next year is what we're thinking. Okay. Because we haven't made any money on the podcast, but we're thinking, like, if we do, we should maybe get something going. Yeah. Then you can write off microphones and yeah, gear. Well, we already have it, so I don't know how we can do that because, like, I think you need to buy it, like, the like the year that you would file for it. So, like, sure. since we aren't, That's like, true. Uh, technically the business <laughs> this year, like, we already have it. We can't. The, the, biggest, the biggest payment we've received so far is a, a ball shaver. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we got we got free stuff from from uh manscape but that was it and mine doesn't even work anymore so, so far the biggest <laughs> payment from this podcast is smooth balls yeah uh. yeah I, I still have my lawnmower three that i had prior to our our sponsorship or whatever but the four already broke and i'm not i don't want to like be like hey remember that free stuff you gave me yeah it's broken so can i get a new one <laughs> how much did you get taxed on a ball shaver i uh, i don't they didn't send us a, a tax form so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'd say 20 bucks though the benefits though are uh i'm gonna say like 50 hairs <laughs> yeah 50. <laughs> good amount yeah, 50 leaves you with plenty <laughs> there are benefits i'm i'm excited to explore the ways to abuse like tax deductions because uh just going out like for pizza yeah pizza after comedy shows you know right that counts yeah right yeah that's a business meeting comedy meeting right exactly you know i'll buy yeah i'll (laughs) buy every time tax write-off dang yeah learning as i go yeah i'll let you guys know what i find out i'm even if i'm not performing Good. because every time i travel up there to do a podcast i can write off the gas yeah <laughs> yeah that's true exactly dude <laughs> anytime you do comedy i'm gonna just show up for the pizza afterwards i don't yeah. care if i'm performing or not i'm just yeah. gonna... <laughs> business meeting <laughs> yeah that's actually a good idea though like when we are doing the podcast like gas could be huge because we were doing it for we were literally driving back and forth he was either coming up here or i was going down there every episode before, like, I got this pod right. tracker. Yeah. yeah. You get 58 and a half cents per mile. 
Dang. It's tax deductible. So, yeah, driving back and forth with the podcast, driving around to scout venues. I've been tracking that. You know, I'm up, I'm up to 2,500 miles or something since I've been Dang. keeping track. So You can technically count this then, like you driving here. Oh, there you? you go. See? Yeah, you should track how, you got how long. It. Yeah. You're natural. <laughs> you're ready to exploit the government. Well, I mean, because this counts. <laughs> like, you're, you're doing, this is a comedy podcast. It is. Got it is. Like, yeah. I, Vandy just sent me a, a a text the other day. We're almost in the top thousand comedy podcasts okay. worldwide. There you go. Yeah. So look for me and Brainerd coming up. Comedy shows, everybody. Yeah. There you go. Now I'm promoting. No, that's perfect. We're promoting my business. Yep. We're also going to be uh, asking you at the end of the episode to plug any shows you might have. Plug everything perfect. so that way everybody can know what's going on in perfect. in the world of Patrick. <laughs> yeah, and any anytime you got shows or anything, Patrick, send it my way. I'll put it up on our podcast website or social medias and all that all right thanks i'd appreciate that i'd say send it to me but i'm not great at that stuff i've heard that <laughs> <laughs> like i said i'm a big fan i've heard yeah. that's, that's one of your weak points one, yeah one of our challenges for this, the month of december is for him to do 16 <laughs> posts on social media it's for both of us to do 16 posts but it's because i don't post <laughs> sure because he doesn't post <laughs> i'm the reasoning behind yeah. it but i've already done two I'm already at two oh, yeah. of sixteen. I know you have. I, I've been really proud of you. Yeah, I did one for, about the about but the Vikings on Sunday, mm-hmm. and that's not even my team. I did say no, go Rams on my personal, one. <laughs> but so I'm I'm learning. I'm getting there. Know, that's, that's, <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> that's part of it too. Yeah, that's social media is something I'm terrible at, and yeah, I need the challenge. I guess. Yep. If you want to join in our on our challenges, that's our December challenge. Sixteen posts. Okay, I'll try it. I'll try it alongside <laughs> with you guys. Sweet. We're gonna we're gonna hold him accountable. If yeah. he doesn't do it, he owes us twenty five dollars. That's how we're. we're oh, that's doing the game. It. That's okay, the game. that's motivational. That's the challenge. If yeah. we don't hit the goal, so like if I don't run the ten miles in November, I owe twenty five bucks, and then we're gonna throw all that. Like once we have a. a pile of money we're gonna throw it to ch- uh, some sort of a charity oh. um and we're gonna put it all there so but right now i think we're each at 20 dollars because we started episode I challenges yeah we started doing episode challenges but it was it's tough because like we record kind of randomly be- like based off time and when sure. we're able to do it um obviously the the episodes come out every other week every other monday but like we might record two episodes Sounds in like a night we record two yeah so <laughs> Nah, it's tough to do your challenges in between if right, you're going right. right into the next episode. So we decided to do monthly ones. Makes sense. Nah. I, don't, I lost track. Where are we? Eight. Okay. Um, so, Patrick, how long have you been writing? It sounds like it's been a little bit longer than you've been performing. Um, how do you write? For example, do you write on stage or off stage? And if off stage, what does your writing process look like? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I uh, kind of just started gradually collecting premises uh, years ago. That's that's how I got started. Um, as far as how I write now, it's it's sporadic. I tried to force myself; that doesn't work at all. <laughs> mm. There was a month where I'm just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up every day. I used to play Magic the Gathering Arena, <laughs> mm. MTG Arena. Every morning, I do my daily quest. And I just thought, okay, I got to focus on writing. So <laughs> I uninstalled MTG Arena. Oh, that's a um, sad day. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, every day I'm going to start with writing. And I did it for close to a month and it completely backfired. Mm. Like I just couldn't force it. 
and then I'd get frustrated. Like, what the, the hell's wrong with me? I haven't done anything. I'm just staring at paper for hours. <laughs> so that didn't work. And uh, uh, prior to that, and I guess since that, it's just been really, uh, I don't know, bolt of lightning-ish. I'll just wait for some kind of inspiration, and then I'll just go, and it'll, I'll, I'll write for two hours straight. And that won't happen again for weeks or maybe even a month. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That... Some, sometimes it happens in the middle of the night, which is frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and I just got to go. You just it. get up and just go do it. Yep. Then, like you, you have to force yourself up. Yeah. I, if, if, if I've got an idea at that moment and it's flowing, I just got to do it at that moment because yeah. I, I have tried to force it. I know people like Seinfeld say like write every day, write something every day. And I tried and it just made me angry at myself. Mm. But I have since reinstalled MTG Arena, so. <laughs> Maybe that'll get your, your brain that. flowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I, like, I, like I've always, like I've said in the past, like on here, I, I, I write, but I don't like sit down and like write new things. Like I write based off of stuff that I've come up with in the past. So like when ideas hit me, I write them down in my, my notes on my phone or on a piece of paper or whatever. And then when I sit down to quote unquote, write, I write on the stuff where I already have an idea on. So like, I'm not writing from nothing, if that makes sense. So I'm not like, cause like Joe Rogan and like, you're saying like all these guys like write from nothing, like they'll sit there and just stare at a, a blank page and then come up with something. Yeah. I tried that. I can't write that way. Yeah, I can't at all either. <laughs> yeah, but if I have some sort of an idea, even if it's like a concept of a joke that it's not even a premise yet, where I'm just like, okay, well, I need, I'm thinking about this. Like, that is way easier for me to write than like if I have absolutely nothing. So I'll do that a lot too. Like, if I'm out in the wild or whatever, in the real world, yeah. walking around and just get an idea, I'll usually text myself yep. immediately. And then I throw that in a Google Doc that I've got at home. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's usually just the hint of a premise. And I don't even know the, the angle I'm going on it at that point. And, you know, sometimes I'll read through that and that will occasionally inspire me. But uh, I don't know. I, I can't force it. That's what I found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could. Well, it's, I don't feel like I feel like comedy is a very tough thing to force because if you force it, then it's, I feel like it's not going to be as funny. Right. Like, I feel like it's got to, obviously you need to put the work into it, but like, I feel like that it should come kind of not, I don't know, it should kind of come naturally, but like it should develop nat- naturally. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you. And I'm curious, Vandy, you're a storyteller. I. So <laughs> do you get material just as life happens and you store it up? It seems like you can't yeah. force a new story. Yeah. I, it's, it's mostly if something funny in life happens, I, I, I'll write sometimes I'll write that whole story out and then I'll add in my punches and my tags and all that and try to zip it up a little bit. Sure. So, but, uh, yeah. And then I, for like actual jokes, I'm trying to become, trying to do one liners and stuff just because it's a new, I just don't do it. I never did. <laughs> And I'm trying to get good at it because it's all comedy is all comedy. You know, I'm trying to do all of it. And so I, I kind of go off your premise thing. I, I try to find, pick a premise and then try to make a joke off of that. When I do try to do my one liners. Yeah. But yeah. With story, with stories, I'm, I'm 
it's something that's happened in my life. Almost all, well, all of my stories sure. have happened to me in life. And then I just zing them up a little bit. Yeah, not all of my stuff has ever happened to me. <laughs> a lot a lot of my jokes, I talk about my girlfriend or my ex-wife or my sister. I have none of those. <laughs> <laughs> and even that's interesting. Like, I think that's fine. But I know, like, some comedians, even in our group, like, Joe, Joe doesn't like saying things that aren't true. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cool with lying to the yeah. audience. <laughs> yeah, I lie all the time. Yeah. I tell a lot of lies in my set. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, there's definitely, like, truth behind, like, I feel like it is funnier when you connect with your joke. Like, when you have, like, a personal connection with the joke. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's definitely, like, you can tell yeah, yeah. if somebody's lying or not for the most part. Um, like, obviously, like, some of the jokes when I write, like, when I say my girlfriend, some of it does kind of relate to an ex-girlfriend or whatever, but I just never changed the joke to an ex-girlfriend, mm. which maybe I could, but I just, I don't know. If I say girlfriend, I feel like that is a, more of a connector than ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know. It just, so I just... Try to choose what relationship would be best for the situation. So, like, if I say brother or sister, it means nothing to me, but it might mean something to the joke or, like, I might connect with somebody else. Like, I don't connect with it, but maybe somebody else will connect with it. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm just trying different things, see what works, see what doesn't work. And Yeah. But it's tough when because I'm only one liners right now. I'm trying to get into like the stories and trying to like connect a lot of these things. But like it's so hard for me to do. (laughs) I don't know. My mind is just like so sporadic. Like I'll think about this and then I'll think about that and then I'll think about this. And so like that's how my brain works. And so it's tough for me to like do the story. Try try to write a story. Try to write a story and then go through your jokes. I've done that. Good ton of them. (laughs) I've done that. I can't do it. But you tell you tell your story and then go through your jokes and see where you can kind of squeeze a couple of those in. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna try it again. You know what I mean, I, I've been I've been thinking about it. I just haven't been able to do it. Especially because like some of my jokes, I'll talk about like there's such random things. Like I'll talk about like my naughty rotties and then I'll go into like something about glasses and then I'll talk about something, like I don't know. Like I go random places, so it's tough to connect. I think you just got to, I don't know. story. <laughs> yeah. Go with what's natural, man. Yeah. Go, I don't know, play to your strengths. Yeah, and my strengths I feel like are one-liners. So that's why I, I keep doing that way for now until I feel like I can get into something else. Right, right. I think, I don't, uh, I don't know, I think about that a lot. Like, there, there was a time in our group I uh, I gave somebody a well, what I thought was a great tag for one of their jokes, right? And I watched them perform it three or four times maybe and every time it was it was like awkwardly shifting a manual transmission car mm, yeah and I, and I think because their natural style was just like fun storyteller and then i gave him this like really dark <laughs> oh okay really dark thing <laughs> yeah and and like that's great and i think i'm you know I, I I still think that was a good joke, but it was for my style, you know, not their yeah. style. Yeah, you were writing for a different voice. Like you you were writing for your voice. You weren't writing for their voice, yeah. essentially. And then so I've kind of pulled back on uh, I don't know giving people tags or something. Because I think well, stand up's got a line. It's he's got a line that I love, and it's, it's something along the lines of don't don't give advice because you're just telling people how to be like you. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that before. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> And it's it, it doesn't always apply because obviously there's good 
advice in comedy, but yeah. Well, I was gonna say like I feel like if you ever have a tag for me, I I definitely want to hear it because like with my one liners, like like I said, I go a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. So like I do have I don't have a ton of dark stuff, but like I have a, a few dark jokes, and I try to like put like I try to connect like jokes together mm. if ever possible. Yeah, right, right. But, nah, no, I, I know what you're saying though. It's it's tough because like if I give like you a a hint of, like of a one liner, like it might not necessarily be your voice, so it's not going to come off as great as I might anticipate it, like. Well, I think like a thought experiment, like imagine just having like a young, you know, before they were anybody, I don't know, really unique comedian, like a, like an emo Phillips or like, I don't know, Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> like they show. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine young open mic Gallagher shows up at your, your local open mic and he's smashing melons. <laughs> And, you know, everybody's like, what the hell is he's got, he had to have gotten kicked out a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I assume he goes up there as a young man, just eats shit. You know, if he were to come after, up to me after an open mic and be like, uh, I don't know, man, do you have any advice? I'd be like, what are you doing? Smashing fruit. Just tell jokes. Yeah. I, like, I would have ruined his career. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you really think about it, that dude really had to commit. Yes. Yeah. Right. He, he, probably, he probably got kicked out a million times. And everybody's like, dude, you got to quit with the fruit. He's like, no, yes. no, it's going to work. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. It's going to catch on. People yeah, right, right. Joe Mosier would have cursed him oh, off the stage. For sure. Like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. What the? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing, you piece of shit? But like, what if you help somebody? What if he's smashing tomatoes? And you're, <laughs> like, and you're like, dude, you should be doing watermelons. That'd be See? way funnier. That's the counter argument. Maybe yeah. that happened, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe you change yeah. like tailor somebody. Maybe like somebody like me. Say yeah. I'm doing my one-liners, and all of a sudden, Patrick, you're like, <laughs> "Dude, I like your dark stuff. You need to go yeah. dark. Like, go dark." And all of a sudden, now I'm. I guess I guess that's a counter argument, yeah. right? Maybe somebody went up to Gallagher, and they're like, yeah. "Think bigger." Yeah, Gallagher. <laughs> he's like doing. He's like doing like blueberries bigger. to start. Yeah, right. <laughs> melon. Yeah, yeah. Like, those blueberries aren't going to get anything. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're dark can do you think you can do a clean comedy act uh, maybe i mean I, I mine's pretty clean as far as certainly swear words right now um you know i, <laughs> I don't think it's family appropriate it depends what kind of clean we're going for right <sighs> yeah. yeah there is a, definitely a difference between a quote-unquote clean comic that doesn't swear and then somebody that has like material that's maybe considered a little more crude like i know like dimitri martin is like known as kind of being a clean guy yeah. but he swears quite a bit if you like actually listen to his stand-up yeah. like it's just he gets that perception because of most of the how the material itself is but like he'll have curse words in there right but i don't know yeah i don't think i swear at all honestly in my main my main jokes but uh, yeah they uh <laughs> they're definitely not for everybody nah <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't swear at all in my... Dude, you swore like 42 times before you even got... <laughs> <laughs> so do you swear like outside of comedy? Like just when you're just hanging out? I do a little, yeah. Yeah. Pepper it in here and there. Yeah. Don't want to overuse it. No. Nah. Loses the emphasis, you know? Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. I was just okay. curious because like you said, like, it's not in your stand-up and like a lot of people bring themselves on stage. Some people don't. So like, I don't know. 
Like I don't talk a lot about like my material outside of comedy just because a lot of it's way different than who I actually am. So actually I tried to pull swear words out. I think intentionally because of that. Mm. There are guys you watch <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of open micers you watch where they I don't know, they go overboard. Yeah. With the fucking they just yeah. add a fucking every sentence. Yeah. And it's like I think that's a sign of struggling almost. So I Yeah, you're trying to like almost like like shock humor. Yeah. I I save them. Well a lot of the a lot of the pros they say if you're if you're swearing all the time, you're just being lazy. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think that's true. Makes sense. They like I've heard a couple of them like there's better words that you can throw in there. Way better words. I mean you, you're a comedian because you're a man of words, so use something else. Nah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Like, Frickin, such <laughs> 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 such as. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're leaning into the swear words, it's because your uh, jokes aren't lifting as much weight as they should be doing. Nah. <laughs> and you can swear, you can swear occasionally. Yeah, you know? I've done it, but yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't like. I that. try not to. <laughs> And I feel like it's appropriate for some people, like, especially like if you're like Joey Diaz, like, I feel like right. you almost have to, like, that's yeah. his personality. Well, that, like, that's yeah. who he is. That almost goes back to the, you know, the Gallagher thing or the Emo Phillips thing. You just, you almost, <laughs> you almost just have to be the best you. Yeah. Or the best character that you're trying yeah. to be on stage. And, you know, like a caricature of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, I'm trying not to swear, but uh, there's certainly yeah. appropriate personas on stage that should be swearing often yeah yeah because i'm trying to be myself without being myself on stage so i'm basically trying to hide myself but like my personality is there right and my mind like the way my mind works is there but it's just not all me yeah so i i kind I of understand ma- what you're saying there i couldn't imagine joey diaz doing a clean <laughs> no <laughs> no right right he starts every shot. Ah, you cocksuckers. Yep. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be able to get through one set without yeah. a swearing. <laughs> there was a, talking about all this uh, on Two Bears, One Cave with Bert and Tom. They were talking about this. And Tom goes, uh, I did this one this one club. It was clean. This lady did not want any kind of cussing or whatever. And they got this black guy from New York. And they told him before he gets up, clean. No swear words. Clean, clean. He's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. So there and he says, he's, dude, you said the F word 42 times before you even got on. He's like, motherfucker, that's how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> just had to say something just to get on stage. Once you're on stage, yeah. I guess it's all <laughs> fair game. Tom goes, they flew him back to New York so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Now imagine doing that on like a talk show where you're not supposed to say anything and you have to like get oh, everything oh, yeah. approved beforehand, like, and then just go out and then just go off. Just, I wonder how quickly they'd get you off stage. <laughs> they hit that dump button, yeah, real fast. Yep, you get tackled. <laughs> I try not to swear, but man, a clean comedy would scare the hell out of me. Just don't, because I I know I slip up and say it. And, <laughs> Like I swear like a sailor. I swear like a sailor all the time. And there's times where like, man, you swore a lot. I'm like, I didn't even notice I did it. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's half the reason I stopped doing it was I I don't want it to be that second nature. Oh. Yeah. I we worried if I have to go clean, like I would just be overthinking my next word. 
my whole set. Yeah, mm. and then you'd, you'd mess something up in the middle of your joke. Yeah, and you'd forget like something that you need to connect, like your connector piece to the actual punch. Right. Or, yeah. So, yeah. So I used to swear. I mean, not a ton. Maybe two, three times in a set, but I I cut it down to zero most nights. So just for that reason, I I yeah. don't want to have to think about it if I ever have to do a clean set. Well, if I ever hear, I'm going to put a little tally on my notes. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, start tracking me. Yeah, maybe I'm up there just cursing up a storm. It's possible. I come up, I'm like, Patrick, you said it like throw a set completely off. Yeah. <laughs> should, should I like heckle you as you say it? Just one. Yeah. <laughs> Get one of those desk bells. Yeah. Just ding it every time I swear. From the you back got of the like room. one of those pitch counters. There, yeah. There you go. Click. <laughs> yeah. Click. I'll just bring one click. of Josh. I'll just bring one of Josh's guitar. I'll just strum once. Just <laughs> so. All right. Um. Do you ever practice your jokes alone or with friends, family, girlfriend? Alone, almost entirely alone. Quite a bit, actually. I live. Uh, I live across the park from Chester Creek in Duluth. And they have a uh, uh, they have a homeless camp, which is sometimes vacant, sometimes not. But it's a great spot to go practice comedy if there aren't any people living there. <laughs> yeah, dang. I mean, that's I, is it like a nice like like is it like a walk or is it like a a, a place to, where you stand or like how I guess how did yeah you I just stay there. I mean, I pace back and forth. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they got their river going through there. It's a nice little ravine. It, like the river is just kind of background noise. And yeah, if I ever have new sets, I'll uh, I'll just go over there and pace back and forth and go through my new sets. Hmm. I don't know, five six times or something before an open mic. Yeah, I do that a lot. I I rarely bounce them off people. Sometimes my girlfriend. Okay. But uh, if she's going to a show and I have like new stuff, I I won't even tell her then because because you want her to see it and like get the actual like. Yeah, I think the the surprise in action is. The surprise is, in my opinion, like 70% of the joke is they don't see it coming. Yeah. So if she's not going to go, I'll bounce some new stuff off of her. You know, yeah. get the thumbs up maybe. But the, yep. yeah, if she's going to go, I, I want her to be just as surprised. Yeah. Because she'll give me honest feedback yeah. if it sucked or not. <laughs> no, I like that because like my roommates are the same way. Like if they're going to go to a show, I don't want to tell them anything. Cause I want to get a general, like a genuine yeah, yeah. reaction out of them. And like, they'll tell me how they like felt like if I didn't get a chance to actually see them react to it, they'll tell me how it was right? rather than like, I do bounce things off of coworkers and friends and family and stuff like that. But like, sometimes I get the, the opinion, like they're laughing just cause it's like, I'm telling you a joke and like, you're the only one there. So like, they're sure. just going to laugh anyways, whether it's funny or not. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand that though. So I do a lot of it on my own. Like today I did a little bit, um, when I had some time at work, I just went through my entire set that I want to do on Friday, like my 15 minutes. Sure. And uh, uh, storytelling, I would guess is more natural but maybe i'm completely wrong about that does it does that just come naturally to you or do you have to practice that i, I do uh, like we ran through it i ran through it with Brody a few times <laughs> and uh but yeah it's it's more just natural i just kind of <laughs> you got your story yeah the bad thing is is there i'll, I'll miss my punches occasionally and all <laughs> that because of that but are you an extrovert yeah, just, uh, in life What's that? Are you an extrovert in real life? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. 
Uh, once once I'm out, yeah, I'm I'm big time extrovert. But it's just getting him out. Once he's know, out, right. sure, he's good. Once right. he's loose, yep. When the cage, when you open the door to the cage and I actually go out of the cage, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it, but if he's stuck in that cage, it's sure. tough because he loves movies. He loves hanging out okay. with his family. And But once you get him out, he's fun. And I, we're definitely outgoing. I'm not, I'm not one to just sit down and, especially in a bar, I'm never one to just be sitting still. <laughs> I got to be doing something, talking. He's got to be talking. Yeah, you got to throw darts. You got to play some pool. Mm. Go bowling. Got to do something. It's saying. Oh, yeah. It's karaoke is huge. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that, I mean, that sounds like an extrovert to me. Yeah. <laughs> storyteller style just seems like an extrovert thing. Like, my, my mom is like that. She's mm. fantastic storyteller. And will just talk to anybody at random. <laughs> and I'm kind yeah. of a complete, complete opposite. So, I find that uh, that idea well, interesting. Yeah. It's where the stories come from. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no story ever while well, I was sitting in the basement on yeah. the couch by myself yeah watching Netflix <laughs> yeah. again I, 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 st- I started this movie on Netflix so. <laughs> <laughs> this is the adventure they got into yeah, right. let me tell you about that <laughs> this is the adventures of Harry Potter <laughs> I don't know I've always been a story I, I remember in baseball on the bus rides home, I, I, I'd tell my stories so much that the guys would be sitting in a circle waiting for me to get on the bus. And they're like, all right, let's hear a story. I'm like, what do you guys mean? They're like, you tell a story every time we get on the bus. So go ahead. What do, what do you got today? Uh, yeah. Just got to do what's natural, man. I'm telling you. I think that's stick to everybody's strengths. Yeah. Tom Brady's not working on scrambling, you know? That's true. <laughs> Maybe he should, though. <laughs> this year. This year. Yeah. Yeah. He might need it this year. Yeah, this year he's getting sacked a lot. But, I mean, that that is what it is. I mean, he's got a lot on his mind. He's got, uh, I don't know, I, I, I have him in fantasy football, so I I want him to do better. <laughs> I'd really like to ask him, like, do you think the divorce was worth it? Or do you <laughs> right. I wonder if he's kicking himself right yeah. now. And your supermodel wife. Yeah, doing it for one more disastrous season, you just ruined yeah. your marriage. <laughs> well, according to some of the things I've seen, like he wants to go more than a season. Like it sounds like he doesn't want to go right away. Like he wants to keep playing. From what I've heard, he wants to play into fifty. Yeah. Everything I've heard him like talk about is that he wants to play in his into his fifties. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to, but like I mean, he is still physically able to do yeah, it I mean, it looks like for the most part i mean if you're able to take as many sacks as he has this year and keep going at this age like he's got to be doing something right <laughs> obviously he's not like performing exactly how he wants but once he gets a good offensive line in marriage or no oh, football. Yeah, <laughs> football talking football <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was funny <laughs> but yeah he needs a good offensive is, line and she, she had more money than he did she yeah she yeah. has a lot <laughs> But I mean, he's Tom Brady. Like, I'm sure he's gonna bounce back. It's true. I wanted to be like, I wanted to find out, like, hey, Tom, did you did you get half or did she get half? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's the irony. She's probably paying him alimony yeah. or something, like child right? support yeah. payment. Yeah, she's paying <laughs> like, him child support. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you split it down the middle, you each get fifty fifty. You're 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 making out on this, Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah he gets to play and get a bonus check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He gets, yeah right. he gets money to date other models. Yeah, right. no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, 
<laughs> like he's not gonna like go from Giselle, like one of the yeah. best models, to like nothing. He's not gonna like I don't know. He's right. gonna he's gonna he's be doing fine. Just fine. Yeah. He takes the kids during the bye week or yeah. whatever. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, look at Tiger Woods. He was hitting up them Denny waitresses. <laughs> well, I mean that that that's what he's into. Yeah, that's, that's what he's into. <laughs> He was into quantity over quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still love Ron White when he was talking about it. He's like, his wife was getting mad or whatever, and he's like, that guy. She goes, what about him? He cheated. Yeah, he did it one time. I'm like, he only had one chance. <laughs> right. had millions, all right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Percentage-wise, Tiger is way better. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how many times he got caught, and then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. So uh, the last question before we have you ask us questions is: Do you record your sets, and if so, does it help with future performances? I do not record them. Uh, you know, Danielle yep. records ninety-five percent of our sets. Yep. Which is fantastic. Yeah, it's so helpful. It's such a nice bonus. Yeah, <laughs> here in the Duluth scene. Thank you, Danielle. Yes, thank you. The scene is fantastic because she records virtually every single show. Um, I do try to watch them. I I'm probably like like a most people. I just can't stand hearing my own voice. But uh, when I can force myself to do it, yeah, it's very valuable, especially just for things like timing. I love to listen and just make sure, you know, okay, I'm speaking too fast here. Got to slow down. I'm stepping my, on my own punchline here. Yeah. You know, breathe a little bit. So it's uh, it's something I need to get better at. Probably everybody does. I I do for sure. Yeah. I know some people are really good. Like Sydney, who we've had on the show, she'll, she'll record her bit and listen to it 20 times or, or more probably yeah. on a road trip or whatever. Yeah. She's... <laughs> She's like the opposite. Yeah, I'll listen to mine once or twice, but she'll listen to it yeah. over and over and over. Like, she's really good at I that. I wish I could do that. I yeah. can't stand the sound of my own voice. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm more like Sydney. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't record. I, I'd sit there and just nitpick the whole time. Yeah. Well, you listen to the recordings of this podcast. Like, you listen to this multiple times. I've listened to every episode at least five times. Whoa. Yeah. Even the three hours and 48 minute yep. comedy marathon episodes yep wow i, I kind of have to for editing and sure i guess and i still and i still fuck up quality control <laughs> yeah danny got the she got the record for the day that one time because he put the second <laughs> half on there twice <laughs> it came out and i was so excited then i'm like oh like five and yeah. a half hours yep. she got the record My for a day god but I think Sydney I fixed it. I fixed it within a day. Yep. Okay. Controversial record now. <laughs> it's got an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, right. <by> it. Yep. <laughs> I, I still laugh at Sydney's though. Her laugh. Yep. <laughs> her laugh is so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> we need to. We need to get that sound bite. It threw me off guard so much the first time she did it. I was like. Yeah, if you're not ready. Yep. Yeah, I was not ready for that at all. I didn't warn him at all. Oh, it was, good. It was awesome. No. I wanted the yeah. gender. Dude, at, at first I wanted to ask him, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted his reaction from it. Like, I thought it was going to be amazing. And it was. It was good. Yeah, Tuscan Raider raping a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so, I have not so heard it that. I was... <laughs> 
I was praying that uh, when she was on Kill Tony that she'd laugh like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They would have like torn that. her apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I'm like, they didn't even... Get... They ripped on her quite a bit, and I was like, you guys didn't even heard the best part yet. <laughs> so I, was just waiting <laughs> I know. For I hope she gets on a second time. Yeah. I hope it happens. And unleashes it. Yep. We need to like the laughter. We need to have somebody go with her that will make her laugh from the the audience. Yeah. I don't know how we'd do it, but <laughs> we have to get like some sort of mic in her ear. Like hey, she's got to wear a headphone, and we got to be talking to her the whole time. <laughs> Love those kind of laughs, though. She's got a good one. So does Gavin. Yeah, Gavin's got a really good one too. I want to get him yeah. on the podcast. I want to get everybody on the podcast. Uh, do it. I love the series, you guys. Nah. Not just because I'm on it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to every one. Nice. So I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I want to get everybody on. It's just getting it's getting to know you guys like more intimate is is awesome to me like just getting to know you guys like on this level is so fun like i i love doing this anyway so like i want to do this like with everybody like that i'm close with too like my family and friends and stuff yeah. but like getting to do this with comedians is amazing and talking comedy like it's so fun oh yeah like i can talk comedy all day every day yeah and then talking Same. with everybody in a different way because like everybody's obviously different mm. so like it's just so, so cool you'll get there Yep. You'll get them all. I mean, with the comedians, there's a risk of overdose or something before they yeah. get on the show. <laughs> yeah, we we should. I should maybe we should look at right, doing it right. that that way if we want to get maybe, our order in. Maybe prioritize the most drug riddled <laughs> comedians in the group. You know, they 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 might not be able to wait till like 2023. But. Yeah, we had we had about a week and a half for this person. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> can think of a few. Let's get yeah. them on stat. <laughs> That's awesome. I still would like to do what Danny said though. Like after after doing stand up on like Thursdays, maybe we can stick after and yeah, hook up like four or five mics and yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, that's a good idea talk too. About the night. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like just have like we already know like kind of who we're gonna have, and then just stay after and instead of going to the pizza place that we are not gonna even mention. <laughs> Cause that we're banned from. Yeah, we're banned from, so we're not gonna go there. Banned from there now? Yep. <laughs> What'd you guys yeah. do? Um, we didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, Members of the group. <laughs> but we did. We did go last week. And was it okay? It was okay, but we weren't in the bar. We were oh. in the other part. Well, that's not so. Not a good test run. Then nah. we had one guy got trashed. He fell over. Knocked over three or four chairs, maybe. Nah. And that, that bartender already hates us because we come only an hour and a half before closing time. Yeah. And he wants to get ready to close at that point. So he's hated us for a while. So we had a drunk guy knock over chairs, then a different drunk guy vomit nah. <laughs> into his hands, then on the floor. His own hands, I, not into the other drunk person. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bartender's like, how about you guys never come back? Yep. Um, Somebody needs to talk to that owner about that guy because he wasn't very nice the time that I went up there. Yeah, yeah, it's that same dude. Yeah, and the, it, the same guy, or maybe it was the same guy. I think it was. Um, Michael was trying to come in and hang out with us afterwards. Oh yeah, and he was—he literally was just moving a chair, and the guy, guy grabbed it and set it up on took the it, yeah, took it took on it the, out of his hand. And he's like, "Guess I'm not staying." And as soon as he, he did that, I'm like, "Dude, I'm not staying." Then, like, fuck that. When we show up at like ten thirty. 
and the the hours are posted till midnight. Yeah, so it, everywhere. Yeah, like it's it's on the door. It's on the website. It says midnight everywhere. He starts putting up the chairs at eleven, and if anyone comes in past that, he's just like, yeah, get out. <laughs> nah, I somebody needs to talk to that owner, dude. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah, if I own that place, and I found out like. Right. Worker was kicking people out. We're trying to buy your pizza and beer. Yeah. What's the problem? Isn't that the whole point of this establishment? Yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely times where like we wanted to order pizza and couldn't, and so we just had to order drinks. Well, I'm not drinking. I just want a water. Yeah. So I, now I look like a bad guy because I'm not ordering Hates anything. Hates you even more. Yeah. <laughs> just making him work but not getting anything. I, I'd still tip for the water like a dollar, but I mean that's not worth it for him. <laughs> right. Well, like, still, like... Get it? Don't don't you want tips, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're obviously your hourly wage can't be that freaking good here. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we should come in with I don't know six to eight yeah, people. Sometimes like, even more. If, yeah. Yeah. If it's a good night, you're gonna get a good amount of tips from yeah. us. We just want pizza and one or two drinks a piece, man. Yeah. What? Whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's It'd be an easy 40, 50 bucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess not. Not to everybody. <laughs> but we're finding alternatives now. <laughs> Danny said we can go to her house every now and then, and she had like two other options today or the other day that she mentioned, like three ten. Well, and if the uh, if the new Wednesday night open mic works out, they got uh, Topper's Pizza right next door. Oh, nice! And they're open till two a.m. And hopefully, they got a better bartender. Yeah, it's the same bartender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's got to go he over there. Wednesdays. Yeah, he's got to get over there. Like he's got. That's why he's got to leave Pizza Lucha. Yeah. He's got to go to like, right. That's it. <laughs> it's right next to the venue, so hopefully that turns out to be okay. It'd be so funny if it was the same bartender. <laughs> right. We walk in the door. He just <laughs> drops his tray. Yeah. He just just oh, come man. on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> get out. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, sweet. Uh, Patrick, do you have any questions for us? Oh, I, I thought of a few. Let's, uh, do you guys, do you guys find that <laughs> your pre-comedy circle of friends and family that they just don't get comedy? I've definitely have gotten that. Um, a lot of my friends, like before I started like writing and like before I like did any comedy, like performing wise, like some of my friends get it because they've performed musically, mm. but it is a little different because like they're with a group typically. And so like when you're on stage doing comedy, like it's just you. Like, yeah. It's not a group. So you can't like rely on anybody. And so like they re- relate ish to it. Like they obviously know like what it's like to be on a stage, but they don't know what it's like to not have anything to fall back on if needed like you can't fall back on the music or your style or like you can't fall back on that in comedy and so like i try to talk to them about comedy and they can't really relate yeah it's but yeah everybody else that hasn't even like it's way harder to connect it seems like they've got no idea yeah i or, try to talk to them and <laughs> or they think they have an idea yeah they have the but they have no idea yeah. they're like oh this would be funny on stage i'm like I've heard that joke a hundred times from a hundred different people. You can't use that on stage. They're like, oh, yeah, but you can use it. Like, it's a one-liner. I'm like, no, I can't use that. That's other people's jokes. I can't use I, – I have to have my joke. I can't use other people's jokes. Like, for my mom, she's never seen me. She's about to coming up, and I'm just terrified because to her, comedy is Saturday Night Live. Oh. And so she always asks me. <laughs> 
She's like, so do you do like political impressions? Because <laughs> that's what she thinks comedy is. Because she just watched Saturday Night Live. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't do any, Mom. She's like, none. You don't do like you don't do Biden. You don't do Joe Biden or <laughs> Donald Trump. I'm like, nope. I've never done that at all. I haven't even tried it. What are you that's talking? I love Bert. That's why I love Bert because Bert's just like so. So many of his family. Like, so your shirt's off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm worried like I'm gonna perform in front of my mom, you know. I'm uh, stabbing my girlfriend, I'm like killing babies, yeah. milking Girl Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's gonna just be like, Oh well, Patrick, I, I that that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, especially like the dark stuff like yeah. that. I can get you. I I'm about to do like my mom is coming to the the show that I'm having on Friday. And she loves, like, my clean stuff because that's the only joke sure. I tell her. But, like, she's going to hear my naughty stuff and she's probably not going to approve of that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But Like, my dad, I asked right. who his favorite comedian was. And he's just like, ah, you know, I don't really watch comedy. He's like, well, I was on vacation in California in the, <laughs> the 80s. And they had a man performing in the, in the bar at the hotel. And he was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> You got yeah, no more information yeah, than that. Right. Like in the eighties, okay, yeah. that could be anybody. <laughs> it, I talk and listen to so much comedy, and it's all I do all day. It's comedy podcasts, comedy standups. I listen to it all day, every day, nonstop. But everybody's getting annoyed. Yeah, everybody's like, "Dude, there's more to life." I'm like, "There's not. No. There really isn't." As big as it is, it still feels really niche almost. Like a, a lot of people just aren't into it. And if they're not into it, they they don't know anything about it whatsoever. Yeah. Right? I had a buddy of mine. Uh, he, he, came, he came and saw me twice. And he I could tell he wasn't really into dark comedy. But he said, he, after the second show, which was like a week after the first show, he's like, hey, you should try telling new jokes. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I. I I can't turn like, over is like that a, a nice way of you telling me that you hate my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Like that's really tough to get a new five minutes every single yeah. week. Like, like you don't. It, I know it seems like a short amount of time, but you can't turn it over in a, in a week, yeah. man. He he just had no idea. Yeah, he's never. He's not a comedy fan whatsoever. Yeah, it, it's. I'm finding a lot of uh, similarities between. Because um, I've been getting into disc golf, obviously. Like that's one of my major like hobbies. Sure. I'm finding a, a lot about the, the the things that I find similar between disc golf and comedy are the communities because like if you're into disc golf, you're into disc golf. Yeah. If you're into comedy, you're into comedy. Sure. But if you're not, nobody cares really. Yeah. It's just kind of like mean, you don't know anything about about them. Um, I also think because like I do one-liners, so like a lot of my jokes I relate to throwing a disc in disc golf. So like sure, I might have a really good good driver i might have a really good first joke but then my i have to have another good one after that to help me with the hole and then i have to make sure i, I land my putt so i have to have a good in order to have a good set like i have to have a lot of good jokes but you're gonna have some bad ones maybe but yeah. then the next one's got to be better like you got, i don't know yeah I see that so I, I treat each joke as its own universe i treat each throw as its own universe so like i just i don't know i think it's good do you ever judge somebody by like do you mention a, a comedian and go to somebody and go, oh, they get comedy. I can talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You ever do that? Yep, for sure. 
The good litmus test. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, so I was listening to Sam Tripoli the other day. And they're like, who? I'm like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Nah. <laughs> or Doug Stanhope. A lot of people don't know who Doug is. And I'm yep. like, I don't even know who Doug is. <laughs> right. People don't. It makes me mad because he's like one of my idols. I'm like, I don't know what. Come on. <laughs> well, that's good. That'll, that'll lead into my second question. So... <laughs> Here's a good, uh, here's a hypothetical. First, I have a story. Okay. Third time I ever did open mic, uh, Stanhope showed up in the room. Oh, (laughs) dang. Oh, man. And again, this is with an hour, or no, no, a year since I had done it my second time. So raw as hell, right? And you guys know, you get the order. I'm going 10th in the order. Um, mm-hmm. Stanhope's not there at the beginning, but probably second or third comic is up, and I hear whispers from the other comedians in the back of the room. They're like, Stanhope's coming. And I thought, no way I just heard that. I must have. That's bullshit. Yeah. I must have misheard. Yeah. So the show goes on. Ninth guy is up. I'm next. And then I hear again, Stanhope's here. <laughs> I look in the back of the room. Sure enough, Doug Stanhope is seated in the back of the the comedy room and this is at comedy key west key west florida and so i'm thinking holy shit it's my third time ever i'm gonna go up in front of doug stanhope he's gonna love me <laughs> ask me to go on tour with him the world together <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this is how dreams come true right well the host comes up to me he's like hey man uh tom tom dustin wants to go up next he knows doug their old friend he wants to perform in front of him so i get that i say sure you know, go right ahead. So Tom goes up, does his set. You know, Doug even heckles him from the back of the audience, which is <laughs> funny because, like like you said, most normal people don't even know who he is. Yeah. They yeah. probably think he's some old drunk <laughs> <laughs> off the street. And uh, Tom Dustin gets off stage. Host goes back on, uh, introduces some random other open micer. So I'm like, okay, what the hell? Yeah. You know, I'm waiting there in the on-deck circle like an idiot. That guy does his set, gets off stage. I go back up, get ready. Host introduces somebody else. Wow. Yeah. So the host gets off. This time I confront him. I'm like, what's going on, man? When am I going up? He's just like, you know, sorry, man. I'll get you. Well, halfway through that guy's set, Doug goes out to smoke. Then the host lets me on stage. (laughs) No way. So this is your question. This is a hosting ethics question. Okay. If you're in that position, you got newbie guy who's never performed at your venue going up in front of a national headliner, do you just let the luck of the draw rule the night, or do you put your buddies up instead because they also really, really want to perform in front of Doug Stanhope? Nah. Or whoever. That's, I mean, it depends because, I'm, like, so if you, so, like, if, if it was somebody coming to Dublin's and we had a new person that I didn't know, but we had everybody else. I'm hosting. People that have been putting in their time, I feel like, should be able to perform in front of him. Um, but I also, uh, like, see where you're coming from because, like, obviously, like, you wanted to do it too. Like, but, again, it's tough because, like, people that, like, pay their dues, I feel like, should get a little little more to it. So, sure. like, So, like, if I have, like, you or Bob or Joe or Frankie, anybody that's like performed for a while, like I, I, I think I'd want them to perform in front of Doug instead of like 
some nobody that like just showed up for their <laughs> some first newbie. time. Yeah, some newbie that just showed up for their first time. Right. Like maybe that that newbie is really good, but like I we don't know him in our scene, so it's tough to I don't know. Sure. How about you? I'm a dick. I'm sticking to the sticking to the order. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> like I don't rules are rules. I mean, I mean, it, what the hell do we got them for? Well, I mean, the rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> Honestly, I I, under, I understand why it happened. Yeah. I know in our scene. I, I, I do too, but at the same time, like, I get it. I mean, I do get it. But at the same time, like, you obviously know who Duck Stanhope is. Just yeah. as much as anybody else did there. I mean, if, if it just happens that... It's like winning the lottery, and then all of a sudden you're like... <laughs> you have the winning it. lottery yeah. ticket and they're yeah. like yeah you haven't been playing long enough that old guy over there in the corner has been playing for 30 years and i know him yeah, yeah. i'm gonna give him i'm gonna give him your ticket the good news was uh after afterward i went out there and of course all the open micers were hovered around him but he was so trashed he wouldn't have remembered oh. anything i did yeah <laughs> so it's kind of a moot point but yeah yeah that that <laughs> That helps your situation, I guess, because yeah. then you're like, well, I mean, I wasn't going to be traveling with him then because he wouldn't re- he probably didn't remember anybody. So. No. Yeah. No. Dex Donald doesn't remember 90 percent of the he's probably one, one of the headliners that doesn't really give two shits. I mean, oh, yeah, he's always so drunk. I, I've heard him say I think he says like he considers four cocktails not drinking that day. Oh, dang. <laughs> Yeah, that's my drinking day. That's a day off. Yeah, that's that's my entire day right there. Uh, Bert went down to his compound and they they podcast for like sixteen hours straight. <laughs> wow! And they were drinking the entire time. By the by by the, by the end, it, it, they had to chop it up into like four parts. <laughs> by the end, it, <laughs> like they literally, Bert was there for one day. And it was literally podcasting from the moment Bert got to the compound to Bert having to leave in the morning and Bert going, hey, who's who's taking me to the airport? Like, <laughs> none of us can drive right now. <laughs> Damn. It sounds chaotic down there <laughs> at oh, that Stanhope compound. amazing at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that is a good question, though. Like, Well, because couldn't you see, like, I'm, if if – Certainly, Frankie's favorite comedian was in there, and you were hosting. She'd rush up to you and like, put me up. Oh, next. I, I'm going up next. Yeah. I want to go up next. <laughs> well, I'd be afraid for my life if I didn't. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if like anybody like came up to me and they, they were like, hey, like that, that's my favorite comedian. Like, Can I please go next? Like, If I'm hosting, I'm going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do it. Unless I'm like I, having other people be like, no, no, no. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like. It'd be tough, especially, like, if I'd maybe try to convince that person to stay for the whole show, if possible. Like, hey, I have a lot of comedians that are hoping to, like, have you hear their set. Can, can you stay for a little I, longer? <laughs> like, I would do that. I would, like, if, if you – I would kill you, Roddy, if Bert was there and you didn't let me perform in front of Bert. You know, but, Pat, Patrick, should like, we – I would fucking murder you. <laughs> but uh, should, should we tell I, him? I would let somebody go in front, you know, but – like what they did to you, like they just kept skipping you. I would not do that. Yeah. Dude, Patrick, should we tell him that 
Bert actually came to Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring five friends. <laughs> if you want to perform in front of Bert. We actually made Bert bring five friends. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah this is a bringer, Bert. He probably could do it, too, because I think he travels with like 20 people. Oh, I yeah. Dude, if he, all he would have had to do is bring a basket, a disc golf basket, and he's there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow a basket as five people. <laughs> so I, I would definitely let like some of the regular, like one of the regulars, but I wouldn't keep skipping the guy that was supposed to be up like they did to you. Three times was this. Okay. That was uh, extensive. Yeah. Well, if it was Patrick, of course I would let, I, I'll skip Patrick a couple times for sure. Just kidding. <laughs> That is a. I like that ethical question, though. That is a. It's an interesting one. It happened to me. I get. Uh, I get both sides. I yeah. would have. Man, I would have loved to perform. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and not that I was any good at my third time up. You know, nothing would have happened. Yeah, but if but... you were like performing, so say you went up and it was it wasn't your third time, but say you went back there now and did that, and they didn't let you on, I would be. Yeah, I would feel a lot different right. because I know how good you are, and that would be a huge opportunity for you yes. at this moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go that, back there. That would be a way different story for me. But like, if we had somebody, he's a newbie. <laughs> yeah, but if we had somebody like of Patrick's talent come up here, and obviously we wouldn't know it, but like I, and then all of a sudden he went on stage and he like killed it. I'd be like, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you just never know. Yeah, I've actually I did that once um, at St. Cloud. I was putting the show together for um, for River City, and one of the comedians, Jason, who I I didn't really know at the time. I was looking for comedians to fill my show, and I like got the number of comedians I needed. And I went up to Jason. I'm like, hey, we're doing this show. Like, I already have the number of comedians I need, but if you want like some time, I'm sure I can figure something out. And uh, I felt like a jerk because afterwards I saw his set. I'm like, oh, my God, he would headline like this guy's amazing. <laughs> what am I thinking? Like, I felt like an idiot. So, Jason, if you're listening, I want you to go on any of my shows ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. And he actually, like, remembers who I was. I didn't even know that because, like, Josh, like, and all the Moonlight guys, they had a show with him. Uh, him, Michael Shines, and Moonlight all had a show and Jason was there. I didn't get a chance to go to that show, but like th- th- my friends were talking about about Roddy, and he's like, "Hey, I've heard of that guy." I'm like, <laughs> "I hope it wasn't the that show." <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to that guy. Uh-huh. Michael Shines, the singer. Yeah, singer yep. guy. Yep. Okay, yep. I know him. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's really he's good. good. Yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and friends with and Jason and him do shows all the time together. My a friend of mine hires him every Michael Shines every year for like some huge summer party. Yeah, for, he's amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So if we ever need to, we you and I can work on getting Michael Shines. Oh, yeah, we're we making connections. We just like a <laughs> booking agency or something. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got an LLC now. He's good to go. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Most of yeah. the way there. <laughs> Did you have any other questions for us? Oh, did I have one more? <laughs> here's, a, here's, here's a dumb one. I've been watching how people hold mics. Ooh, interesting. Do you guys? <laughs> I I I have a weird way I hold it. Yeah, I go I go like from the neck, right? Yeah, real close to the the bulb. I don't know the yep. speaking end. 
But, but some people hold it way down, like half on the cord, mm-hmm. which seems really awkward to watch. But I don't know. Do you, do you have a preference? I like to hold the the mic. I always twist the cord. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Yes. I always twist the cord like that. I don't know why. I think it's because I don't want to like rip the cord out accidentally. Like if I step on the cord or something accidentally. Sure. Um, but I just naturally want to do that. Um, I feel like I don't re- really know where I grab it on the mic though. That's I think I grab it towards the the bottom end. Did Did you notice on like where I grab high it? high shaft or low shaft? You're you're pretty you're mid shaft. I think I'm mid shaft. <laughs> Like Sam Bondis goes low, yeah. But I think that's because he like turns into a penis for yes. a while. Yeah, he does. Yep, dangles it around, so he's got half he holds needs, the cord for that. He I'm needs stroking it all over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no preference. <laughs> <laughs> I. It just depends on where I'm at in my story, I guess. As I'll, because I use the mic to make some sound effects, you know, like I'll bang it or whatever. Once in a while, like there's a knock on the door or something like that, you know. So I mean, I just kind of. It, it just changes all sure. the time. Yeah. I'll hold it. I grab it. At I'm the, very, I, at I don't the stand neck. still very, very much. I used to grab it up at the top, like when, because we used to call Moonlight Bowling together. Mm. And I would always, like, basically grab the top of the <laughs> the head and I would, like, hold it like that. It was weird. You had to with those mics almost, otherwise it yeah. didn't pick you up. Yeah. So it was, it was weird, but, like, I got used to it like that. But then I was listening to other comedians on podcasts and they said not to do that because it like wrecks the sound sure and so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't great sense. um and then i i uh mitch hedberg i loved when he was talking about uh holding the mic he's like like getting into comedy and they're like so are you like good at comedy he's like no i just really like holding ice cream cones and i figured <laughs> <laughs> but I, I loved that so then i started do you ever leave the, the mic in the stand I used to when I was new. That was just a nerves thing because mm. I would just uh, I would leave it in the stand, hold on to it with both hands. Cause just oh, I, had, okay. I had no idea what to do with my hands at that time. I was so new and nervous, but uh, like a Ricky Bobby, <laughs> Bobby situation. In the beginning, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know what to do with my hands? Yeah, yeah. exactly. The car went really good today. <laughs> running, everything was running well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because I, I feel like I've definitely changed over the years. Like, because I didn't perform regularly for a long time, so like I had some time in between, and I would hold it differently based off of like when I was doing Moonlight Bowling, I would hold it higher up. Now that I've been doing it regularly, I feel like I have kind of that mid-range grasp, mid-shaft, mid-shaft. Sorry, yeah. I like the the mid-shaft. <laughs> you just wanted to say shaft again one last time. Gotta try to sneak it in. Patrick made me. <laughs> Wouldn't be a podcast so, without a lot of penis humor. Yeah, you need some penis humor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dick jokes are the best jokes. Yeah, they're the biggest or the smallest. Usually short. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where did you say you grabbed it at? Uh, right at the top. I uh, as close to the uh, the bulb part as I can get. Like the but, neck, but you don't. I, I, but I you call don't, the neck. But you don't grab the, the head. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Well, do you do you two hand it? Do you like cup underneath or one hand? Okay. One hand it now. Now that I'm more relaxed on stage. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you like I don't know like how you how you feel on stage now, but you v- seem very comfortable on stage. I, I'm much better than I used to okay. be. Stage fight used yeah. to be at like a nine. I'm probably at a three now. Okay, that makes sense. It's gotten quite a bit better. There, there are weird guys who they hold it like. I mean, the audience can't see, but they they hold it like this, like coming out of their fingers, like Interesting. it's a flower spreading out of there. And they yeah, talk like that. I'm not. I don't think I've noticed that. And that just distracts me from their comedy. I, yeah. I'm just like, why are you holding the mic that way? <laughs> I can't take you seriously holding right. it like that. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting. I don't think I I would have a tough time too because that's a interesting way of doing it. You're <laughs> like, hey, hmm. got to cup it. You just got to cup it. Yeah, they're yeah. almost cupping it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like at the at the bottom, at like, the cord end. <laughs> cup, cup the cord. Cup yes. the cord. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other questions? That's all I've got for you guys. Okay. You passed. Sweet. I was very nervous. <laughs> I was at like a nine right there. <laughs> You'll get better. Just keep answering my questions and okay, nerves sweet. will go away someday. Nice. All right. So that was, uh, we've already gotten through half of our questions. So we still have another 10 more questions. All right. So we still got a little ways and uh, we're actually, we're doing pretty good. I think we're, man. yeah, we're actually uh, not, not really on track for the record but i mean you could potentially get there so just want a solid performance yeah exactly okay so oh actually no it's uh two do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that you feel might help you with comedy Uh, board gaming probably comedy comedy can be pretty strategic just kind of like the way you lay out your set so i I like the dark stuff, as we mentioned, but I feel like it's it goes better if you kind of ease them into it. So there's a strategy element there. You just you don't start with your darkest stuff. Obviously, you'll turn them off. You know, I do start with some kind of observational humor, turn it dark, <laughs> then crank it way up. And I, uh, I guess I learned that just from uh, trial and error. But uh, you know, it's. I love like lengthy strategic board games where you kind of got to plot your strategy from beginning to end. And, you know, if it doesn't go exactly as planned, you try to try to alter it on the fly if you can, as best yeah. you can. So uh, board gaming seems similar or even just like an open mic night where you're you're watching the crowd. You know, other comedians are going up before you and you're seeing, OK, this is this is working really well tonight. You know? Yeah, they're in a sex and poop jokes tonight. Yep. Yep. So it's nice. sprinkling some of my sex material. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. How is your crowd work? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually non-existent. <laughs> nah. I wouldn't say terrible. I'd call it non-existent. I, I don't try it. I've done it pff, single digit amount of times and it's been okay or bad. <laughs> the same. <laughs> I'm just not a crowd work guy at the moment. No. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely like positives to doing crowd work, but like I feel like it's a it's a learned thing. Like you need to just do it. Is from from what I've heard at least. But yeah, it's for me I the only like crowd work I do is like something that I know is going to lead into something. Sure. And it's again basically non-existent right now, but I have jokes written down where I'm trying to get into the crowd work. <laughs> 
but like I already have an answer regardless of what they answer. I have something to record yeah, with. Right. So like I feel like it's I don't know, almost cheating for crowd work because like I already <laughs> know what I'm where I'm going regardless of what they say. You're right. So But I mean that's 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 how they do it. Yeah. Most of them. You know, especially I, I work the door and watch shows at Dublin's, right? Yep. And I'll watch the first show and be like, wow, that guy's crowd work was fantastic. And then I watch the second show and it's like, oh, that's all scripted. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned that from, from Wendy Mayberry. She, she, she was telling me that. She's like, she, I, I think I had one crowd work uh, joke and I don't even remember which one it was, to be honest. But she's like, yeah, you did, you did that well. Like, was that something that you like already had? And I'm like, well, yeah, I like knew if they said this, I was going to go this way. If they said this, I was going to go this way. And she's like, okay, that that's typically how crowd work is done. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just I was just See? trying to be prepared. I didn't know. And she's like, oh yeah, no, that's that's normal. Yeah. Okay. I just and I was okay with it then, but like I just haven't explored that as much as I maybe could. Yeah, I have. I have no bits, you know, with intended crowd work. Um, sometimes it just happens. I find I get better as I've been getting just more comfortable on stage. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, easier to talk to the audience and, you know, be quick about it when you're not super nervous up there. But Do you think it's it's tougher because you like the darker stuff? <clears throat> because you don't want to, like, get, like, too personal with somebody about something dark? Do you think that might be it? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to, like, that. that's the only thing I can think of, like, as if... Because you don't want to, like, say something dark and all of a sudden it, like, be too dark for them. Right. You know? Right. Unless you know that person already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People like, I know I can get real dark with. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I would think we'd be pretty good at that. But, yeah, yeah with, uh, you know, some stranger in the audience, who knows? Yeah, know? all of a sudden you're just, like, you hit a trigger without even yeah. knowing. Like, all of a sudden you're just, like, oh, I, I guess I can't talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And it can be something small, like, oh, you don't like the color yellow. Like, I shouldn't have talked oh, about yeah. that. You know? Like, push the wrong button and yeah. they're crying you know yeah. my aunt just died of covid and yeah and like, oh shit <laughs> oh man this grinds the show to all yeah <laughs> uh, good luck coming back now yeah. right. <laughs> nah i like crowd work i'm to be honest i'd be more comfortable doing crowd work than i would one-liners interesting extrovert guy over here yeah yeah. He's, just, he's just showing <laughs> up. Unwilling. <laughs> well, I just thought crowd work to me is just like hanging out with coworkers almost because that, that, you're always zinging coworkers. Some of us are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like to zing coworkers every now and then, but it's usually like to go along with my already written material. So. I guess again that I could just do that with crowd work and just make each joke like that. I don't know. Sure. I would love to see you do crowd work, Roddy. I've said this a million times. Yeah. Well, should I try it out with you guys? Who here is wearing a hat? I'm just kidding. Right <laughs> <laughs> here. Right here. What about it? I had nothing. I don't know why I even said that. <laughs> I've been considering uh, maybe planned crowd work bit where the joke is I'm just terrible at crowd work. So like okay. that's the setup. Yeah. So just say, hey, you know, comedians are supposed to be able to do crowd work, and I'm not great, so let's work on it here. And then I just say, like, the most awkward, stupid things to <laughs> people in the front row, see yeah. how that goes. 
Yeah, I haven't tried it. One or two two shows, just do nothing but crowbar. Yeah. Try it. It's the only way you're going to get better. Right. I've thought about doing that and then like, because there's definitely jokes where I want to do crowd work, but it's funnier if I get a certain answer. So I almost need a plant. So like, I need somebody to say something in particular. And so like, then I can work off that, but I I haven't tried that yet. And I swear when your audiences are big enough, they just fake it. Yeah, for sure. Like you ask the question, oh, you know. Yeah. I like. Mountain Dew. Yeah. I like sometimes like, I'll I'll be... (laughs) I'll be like watching um, a comedian perform and I'll like see you in the corner of my eye and I see you like answering their question <laughs> like the way that they want yeah. it to. Oh, yeah. So it's funny because I don't even remember the, the exact uh, line it was, but they were looking for somebody like, is somebody into this? And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like they were looking for an answer so you're, you're like nobody was answering so you're just like yeah <laughs> there's a, well there's one i was with my girlfriend and they were asking so who is single tonight oh <laughs> and nobody answered and i just i hate it when nobody answers yeah. so just like me yeah <laughs> i think that that might have been the one <laughs> then i get the glare <laughs> yeah who's this girl with you sir yeah. <laughs> to be honest that's the best thing that probably could happen to that comedian yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I, I think that might have been the one. I, I just laughed hysterically because I was like, you, you d- didn't answer it like the way that you should because you don't. Right, right. <laughs> you're, like, you're not single. But yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's great. All right. What is your favorite part of doing comedy and what is your biggest fear? I know it's two like completely oh, different questions, but it's all in one. This one I have no idea. I mean, favorite part is I, I just I don't know. Just having the room rolling after everything you say, you know. Just one after the other, everything's hitting yeah. nonstop. That's fantastic. I've never had that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a very good feeling when you have those good nights. That yeah. Yeah, that just feels so good. It's like a, I mean, they say it's like a drug. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's like you can do no wrong those nights. Yep, yep. Just shooting yourself up. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, as far as what I fear, I don't know. Failure. I've I've always been afraid of failure. I don't know exactly what that looks like in I was, comedy. I was just about to ask you, what does that like look like for you? Because <laughs> I mean, I've bombed. And so that's, I mean, that's not utter failure. It certainly sucks. I mean, I guess failure would be, I don't know, putting all this into it for many more years and just going nowhere. Okay. Yeah. So what, Like I'm peaking now or something. Okay. <laughs> so would you consider failure, like, so if you got, say you did it for five more years and you feel like you you didn't really escalate to the next level that you thought you'd get to, and then you, would you say... Say you get to that point, would you stop? Would you consider stopping failing? Or would you consider failing continuing to go if you don't see that next level? Uh, I mean, yeah, if I if I did for five more years and made no progress, man, I'd my my gal would make me get a job at that point. Okay. <laughs> Although I don't even know if I can fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, 
<laughs> can only spend so many need, nights drinking at the yeah. bar. <laughs> I need to. I need to find yeah. a gal like this. Yeah. I, know, that's all <laughs> I, could think of. I was like, I need to find a girl like it's this. It's fantastic. Like, Let me tell you. Yeah. And it was it was her idea. She insisted. Oh, I've said quite a few times. You know, I can get a job. Yeah, help make some money. And she's like, No, I think you can be. I think you can make money doing comedy. Yeah. Keep at it. So, thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. I think she's a regular listener, too. Nice. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for listening. And thank you for uh, hooking me up with one of your cool friends that is just like you and is going to be... (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) I hope she's Uh, right, because I know you're going to need an opener, and I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) What night? I'm available. That's fine. (laughs) Yes. But... Well, I mean, one of the benefits of producing my own shows is, you know, when I'm ready, I can give myself the feature spot or whatever, yeah. right? When I got 30 yeah. minutes, I'll just, I'll book yeah. myself. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a good point. Yeah, once you feel like you're ready, like, just try it. If it, if it doesn't work that time, well, maybe yeah. maybe just keep doing what you're doing for a little bit, then go back a, a month or two yeah, later. Yeah, try and, it again later. Yeah. Yeah. That's D- Daniel point. said, too, you know, as long as the headliner is good, the people yeah. have a good time. So, yeah, I can be a I could be a mediocre feature for a while and, and yeah, get some practice. And that's why I'm like pretty excited for. I, think, the... I definitely think you're ready for feature work. Yeah. From the material I've heard. Thanks. Yeah. From uh, I'm, I'm excited for the next couple shows that I have because I have this one on Friday where I'm doing 15 minutes, which is the most I've done in a. It, it, ever i think yeah and so i'm excited for that see if it works and then i get to um on the 19th i'll be hosting at at dub so i get a chance to do there so oh, yeah I, I won't be doing 15 i'll probably be doing more close like the between 7 and 12 sure like i'm gonna narrow it down i'm gonna take whatever works in that 15 and push that in but when you're doing that the 19th 19th yeah so two days ago yeah. After, yes. Yeah, How'd it go? Two days ago. Yeah. It went. It went, <laughs> it went really. It went really well, guys. You should have been there. Yeah. It was so cool. You crushed it. Was, it. it was. It was the best show I've ever done. Hold um, out. Doug Stanhope showed yeah, up. Yeah. He actually. I'm touring with Doug Stanhope. <laughs> oh. What? Damn. It. Should have been my spot. Yeah. I'm sorry, Patrick. I. We should have. Should have had you on that one. <laughs> I forgot. I always forget that these are in the future. Sometimes. Oh well. I'm, I am excited for what has happened already. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. Surprise, there's still laughter after the uh, election night riots. And <laughs> oh, I know. Can you guys believe what happened that Burned night? Burned down the Capitol. Yeah, that was crazy that happened tonight in yeah. the future. Just got uh, <laughs> nuclear power plants up and running again. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like water world out here. Yeah, now. basically. <laughs> we're like futuristic and present and we're like all in one right now we're yeah. in the future in the past and in the present this is like surreal quantum realm yeah <laughs> I, I was i was listening to an old uh episode of uh two bears one cave and it was pretty much the same situation in right now but it was like at the start of covid oh <laughs> And you're going to like this one, Patrick, because it was dark. Um, <laughs> Tom comes on and he goes, uh, we're, we're we're recording this early, so we don't know how many of your loved ones have died already. So. Jesus. 
So I was like, that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how it is, I guess. That that is a good way to put it, though. Like, yeah, we don't know what's happening, but we're going to guess. Might as well throw it out there. It's it's that's one of the best things about some of like the the podcasts is you hear people talk about things before the virus came out, you know, and they're like, I don't think I'll ever leave L.A. <laughs> and then and then a couple episodes <laughs> and later, then everybody's gone. Yeah. Oh man, it's so it's so funny. <laughs> Everybody went everywhere. Like people went to oh, yeah. mostly to Austin, but like some people went to. Carolinas. Some See? people went to the Dakotas. Some people went to Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I'd be living. I would have been living in the Keys doing comedy at that store if, if COVID right. not hit. Now I'm here. Well, Mitch Hedberg was from Minnesota, and he got his start in comedy in Florida. Mm-hmm. So are you the next Mitch Hedberg, except uh, for dark comedy? Right. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, I don't know about the end. Yeah, don't don't do the end. I don't know about the ending. Yeah, the ending isn't as good as we want, but <laughs> that that's a Patrick joke. I like <laughs> They were talking about him the other day. He only had four albums. Yeah. But he also has a lot out there. Like I've been watching some YouTube on him. Like there was this one interview from I think it's Washington State, like the university. And it's just on YouTube. That, that, to be honest, that's where he actually got his start was in Washington. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, but like when he moved, yeah. Um, but it was at Washington University and they were doing this interview that I had never seen, but he was like doing some <laughs> material and it was stuff hmm. that I had never heard of before. I'm like, that's sick. Like, that's a Mitch Hedberg joke right <laughs> yeah. there that I've never heard before. So I like But I mean, to, to think about like how big, like, how much he's idolized in the comedy world mm-hmm. and only has four albums. Yeah. Nah. I mean, you, you got to think what's Bill Burr. He's got like what? Nine specials out right now or something. <laughs> well, Bill just picked the wrong time to die. He should have died earlier. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, he needs to learn when to die. <laughs> I'm saying that it's pretty impressive to idolize as much as he is off of yeah how little work that he has out yeah I feel like it's the time that he went into it though like there was a lot of people coming into comedy at that time like a lot of big names like mm-hmm. even today um, that grew up with him like Mike Birbiglia Pete Holmes like all these people like uh, Patton Oswald like all these people grew up like kind of the same era and then like I don't know. They all are continuing to do stuff. And like he would have continued to do stuff. And he was like right there with them. So I feel like that's part of it is because I think, the time I think, he came up with who he came up with. And yeah, people forget that, you know, like he was coming up with like Mark Marin. Yeah, Mark. Yep. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like people don't really like they look at him and like, oh, he was just a young guy. He's not really that young. He yeah. just died young. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because they were all growing up, like, coming into the scene. Like, Mark Maron, I think, was a little before him, but, like, Mark Maron wasn't big at the time, so he was still kind of growing at the time because, obviously, his podcast is what kind of really got him big. They used to tour together. Yeah, yep. But, yeah, and Mitch Hedberg is just, I don't know, I love him so much. He's, like, my idol because, like, I do one-liners. Oh, yeah. I 
I almost have to. <laughs> <laughs> I would have guessed that. No. I would have guessed Hedberg. No, Hedberg, Dimitri Martin, um, yeah, all those guys. Um, Stephen Wright. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but. What is your biggest regret in comedy, in your comedy career so far? I, I mean, the easy one is not starting sooner. No. You know, I, w- I would have loved to have like uh, 10 years under my belt at this point. Felt like I'd be so far along if I had started sooner. But uh, I don't know. That's a simple answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Good one, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I mean, I mean, we all we all probably say that same answer, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, hey, don't you wish you would have started sooner? Yeah, for sure. I wish I would have started like at 13 years old. Like, yeah, I, I wish I would have started straight in high school. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't waste all that time at college. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> studying. Trying to build a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't work at a casino. I don't have a... <laughs> right. I'm, I'm literally working to do comedy. <laughs> That's what I'm getting paid for a lot of time. No, they don't need to know that. <laughs> I learned about like plant cells and yeah. periodic table. Like, I don't have a single joke from it. Yeah, right. Like, it's a waste of time. I got good grades. I don't yeah. use any of that on I didn't, stage. I don't have a single punchline that I say, mitochondria. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> Einsteinium. Am I, am I right, folks? <laughs> the cell uh, membrane. Oh, butts. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things, right? There's no... This is the flaw in society. There's no high school guidance counselor or really parents anywhere. They're going to be like, hey, why don't you <laughs> quit your education <laughs> and tell jokes in front of drunk? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because it's Doug such Stan a... O- Doug Stanhope is that father. Yeah, yeah. he, he would have been. Yeah. <laughs> He's a special guy. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because like, even people that like do comedy sometimes don't necessarily push their kids to do it like it's a slow process like it's gonna take a while sometimes and yeah. unless you get lucky and you hit it big early and right i don't know what what if what if we start like a mentoring program we start hanging with local youths yeah <laughs> try to encourage <laughs> them we'll get all our hey, give us yeah. children we're gonna yeah. tell them to quit school not go to college hang out yeah. with us at the bars every yeah. night half yeah. of us will be <laughs> drunk and or high we'll have them by we'll have them home by at 3 a.m yeah, yeah. Okay, Patrick, you're going to take the 13-year-olds. You're going to go teach them about the dark side of comedy. Right, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see this going well for us at all. <laughs> Just start hanging outside like <laughs> playgrounds and stuff. <laughs> Get, come here. Yeah. I got, I got something. <laughs> you, got, you got two minutes? Yeah. That's all I got. Right. Right? No, officer, <laughs> I, I, I have an LLC for this. Like, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll bring my paperwork. <laughs> I'm a CEO. Here's my poster. See, I got the I got the poster <laughs> yeah. that you need. <laughs> You're just, right. I could, you, I could just see you coughed being put in. Hey, hey, do you have a receipt for this? I got another. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Pretty right, sure this is right. a tax write off. <laughs> right off my fine. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Uh, bail. Uh. Yeah. Public nuisance bail. 
<laughs> I can't go to the... And then you got to mark off which parks you can go to and which ones you can't go oh, to yeah. anymore. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough situation, but I feel like there's enough parks out there that you can make it work. <laughs> we need some program, though, mm-hmm. right? Like, I wish... If there was a program, I would have totally done that. Would like, saved me so much time and yeah. money in my adulthood like this is what i should have been doing my yeah. whole adulthood and i just wasted it working yeah. hard even if getting it's, a degree yeah even if it's not like a, at a like a like children level maybe if we do like a college level like at least get people interested in it because i don't go. i don't know about like doing comedy classes necessarily like because obviously like i don't know there's a lot of comedians like on podcasts that don't think that you you can necessarily learn it um, without doing it, right. you know? So, like, it's something that you just kind of have to do. And I guess they do kind of have, like, open mics and stuff at colleges, but they just don't feel the same. Like, because when I did an open mic at college, it was definitely not, like, at Dubs, at Dublin's. Like, right. It was not that feeling. So, like, yeah, if you had, like, some sort of a mentorship in college, maybe that would be a little less sketch. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe you can also do sketch, sketch comedy. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, that's my one-liner brain. <laughs> Double meaning. Yep, You're exactly. all about <laughs> if, it, if it's got two meanings, I'm going to find it. It's a signature. It. Yep. But that'd be, I'd, I like that idea. We need to work on this. Let's start a... College kids, though. Let's do college kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's. I, I just want to get that out on the on air. On on this one, I'm, I'm going to stay out of this venture. <laughs> <laughs> but I right. is it me? I think so. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. So, have you ever bombed? If so, what did you learn from the experience? I have. It was. It's actually the week after the Doug Stanhope event. So just my fourth time was my worst time bombing ever. Okay. Like zero laughs the entire set. It was awful. Which wow. is ironic because I did this the third time was pretty good. Got some couple of compliments after the show. Cleaned that up, worked on it, brought it back the fourth time, got nothing. And the hmm. uh local pro there, Tom Dustin, just came up to me and he just said, Hey man, I could tell this wasn't your audience from the moment they walked in the door. <laughs> and they were they were older like thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for telling me afterward yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, warning would have been nice yeah yeah but yeah he basically just said you know that you could tell these are just older you know tourists i could tell by what they were laughing at you know before before uh-huh. you went on stage you know they just they liked the kind of observational stuff more and you'd come in here with your I forget, as like child sweatshop jokes oh, or something. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I think I was doing sweatshop jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of goes back to the strategic part we were talking about before. Like that—that that was something I n- had never thought of. I mean, I'm brand new, of course. So I don't know what I'm doing, but now I pay attention. You know, at an yeah. open mic, to what what are they really into? What do they hate? That kind of thing, so. Yeah. And then lean into that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just keep digging that grave. Yeah. I know you guys don't like this, but what if I go harder into it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've, I've learned that, too. Like, it's tough. Like, I need to start working on that a little more because, like, I'll, I have a lot of my sets, like, ready to go beforehand. 
Like, so I have like my, my five minutes, but then I have my next five minutes. So I work off of that 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if that 10 minutes isn't what they're looking for, I'm screwed. Right. Because I have that 10 minutes I could do at at any point. Yeah. But if it's not within that, I'm like, okay. So I need to start like memorizing it. Like if I could do what Bob does. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. Right. Where I could just go up and just do what I know is funny and like just always be good. Yeah. And he's got, I don't know what, I don't know how much he's got total because he's never yeah. seen him go, you know, all out, but he's probably got 40 minutes, maybe 60 minutes yeah. that he can do in any order. Yep. And just, you know, knows where to go when he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. He knows exactly how to work the audience too, like within that time frame. Yeah. So he'll just be like, that's why like. When I got this show together, I, Bob is going to be there and Danny's going to be there. So as soon as I got them on the show, I'm like, okay, well, I feel way more comfortable yeah. now because if I if I don't do well, they know how to pick it up. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, and then I have I got some other people in there too, but it like it, it I feel like it's going to be a good show. Yeah, there's definitely other people I want wanted to get on the show too, but it's tough. Oh there's yeah, so many so many good comics that I want to get on, and it's. Yeah, picking lineup sucks. Yeah. That's the worst part. Oh, well, yeah, because you, like, feel like you're betraying people, even though you're not trying to. Like, you're trying to compliment right. the people you got, but yeah. then, like, you also want to get other people on. So, like, I understand, like, both sides and... Oh, yeah, for sure. It's... It's no fun. No. Yeah, I've only gotten one show together. And the show came to me. I didn't even, like, try to do the show. It was literally one of our Sapphires was like, hey, I want... Oh, hey. She's like, I want a comedy show at my bar. And I'm like... Okay, what are you what are you looking for? So then I like she like told me all the stuff she was looking for. I'm like, okay, well I'll put something together, and I did. So sweet, yeah. yeah. Getting oh. a, getting a venue that's uh, you know just as eager as you are. That's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. So that's why I, I did that show. Like otherwise, I wouldn't have done that show. Like I wasn't <laughs> looking to produce yet. I was, but <laughs> yeah. all right, when the opportunity comes, you might as well say yes. Sweet. So. Sweet. I didn't know it was. <laughs> I didn't know it was a Sapphire member that asked for the show. I mean, if I wasn't supposed to say that, I it wasn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was somebody that wanted a show, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll help you out. That was the color of her hair. It was Sapphire. <laughs> Oh, nice. she's, a, she's a stripper named Sapphire. Yes, yeah, her, her stripper name is Sapphire. <laughs> nice lady. Right. <laughs> All right, um, would you consider yourself a funny person off stage? Kinda above average. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a riot or anything at a party, but I can. I can hold my own. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because you were saying like. You're talking about how Vandy's like extrovert, so you're more introvert, you think? I'm pretty introverted, yeah. Okay. I generally uh, prefer hanging out by myself, you know. Or like with closer friends? Yeah, or, if, okay. it, if it's a group I'm real comfortable with, then I'm usually pretty fine, but... Yeah. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a bunch of new people, I'll just sit there quietly and mm. uh, drink my rum and coke or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your preference, rum and coke? <laughs> nah. <laughs> any any hard liquor mixed with anything fizzy. Interesting. Is my preference. I'm, I I'm I'm weird. Like I love pop. Like it's my favorite, but I don't really like drinking alcohol with pop. Oh man, because it like ruins the pop for me. <laughs> like I See? love pop so much that I don't want to ruin no. it. With, yeah, I don't know. That's that's just how I envision it though. But I'll like do it with like. 
I don't even know. I guess maybe like a screwdriver. You're you're not a drinker. I'm not. Not really a drinker. Oh. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I do drink. Like, he fed me some drinks. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't. Before, but... You're just not a drinker. Sure. You'll... Yeah, if if, mine. Yeah, if I have fr- yeah, if I have friends and the the goal for that night is to go out drinking, I'll drink. But like I'm not going to just go drink by myself or like like I'm not going to like if I'm picking what we're doing that night, drinking's probably not on the table. Comedy nights, do you drink at all? Not really. Hmm. Sometimes I'll have one. Okay. Not I mean, really it's though. kind of a drive for you too. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, what? like on the uh roast battle night, I I, I had one. So maybe I should have one because I won that one. So <laughs> there you go. Good luck. I was rarely a drinker till comedy, and I every every time on stage, virtually, I drink. So okay, it's turning me into a bit of an alcoholic, mm. <laughs> which I guess is on on brand for comedy. <laughs> well, it's it's crazy because like I didn't even know this until I saw it in an interview. But my favorite comedy or my favorite comedian is Brian Regan. And I didn't know that every time he goes on stage, like right before he takes a shot of uh, peach schnapps. Yeah. There you go. I don't know why it's peach schnapps. I don't remember why he said that in the interview, but like he'll have a shot of it like right before he goes on stage. It like gets him in the zone or something like, I don't know. You just need to find your- uh... a pretty big partier back in the day. <laughs> what was that? I heard he was a pretty big partier back in the day. Oh, I, I guess I didn't look into that part of him. You just need your special just, drink. I, I've heard I've yeah. heard Bert talk about him a couple of times. Okay, and that they party they party pretty hard a couple of times. It seems like I, most of them probably were. Yeah, <laughs> at when least you for live a, this lot yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if you're at the like that's where you're performing. Oh yeah, by the alcohol. Yep. Like you were saying, like when you're doing shows, like it's if, as long as you have a good mic and the alcohol there, like right. You're yeah, good. And, and I'm sure. Yeah, when you're touring, I'm sure you get it free. You yeah, know, the staff just hey, what do you want? Okay, yeah. bring me this and this. Well, that that actually it is a thing. I don't know about like comedy wise, but like bands, like because the Moonlight Community, that's my friends. Like I just helped them. I like managed them for a little bit. At almost every show, you got free alcohol. Like that was just part of it. Like they just had yeah. a, a cooler See? of beer for you. Like oh yeah, this is yours. And when it runs out, just let us know. We'll get you another one. Then you feel like you're losing money by not drinking. Exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there running the camera like that's my I, I'm doing the videographer like I'm doing all that stuff and I'm sitting there but I had like the what you call it it had the axle thing the um can't remember the name of the anyway the gimbal it, gimbal that's what it is it, it kept it sturdy so I could drink so I just have to sure <laughs> a little wobbly yeah but yeah so like those nights I drank so I'm sure if it came in comedy if it was free why not yeah. But that's why I try not, not very, to. There's not very many partiers anymore. Like we're going through it on a couple of podcasts. Like they were talking about some of the serious drinkers still. Oh, really? Doug Stanhope and Bert are probably like the only two that are really left. I'm sure there's more. I don't know. Now the big guys. Nah. Yeah. I, I... Ron Ron White's a, Ron White's sober now. Yeah, he cleaned yeah. it up. Yep. Like I feel like I would drink more. If it was free, because I'm pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So, like, if, if they have a deal, I might drink. Like, because I'm, like, I'll go to, I'm the type of guy that will go to McDonald's. I'm hungry for a chicken sandwich, but the Big Mac is on sale. So, I'm getting a Big Mac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> like, that's the kind of guy I am. Same here. 
film. Two for one? Like, I only need one. Yeah. But I'll, I, I'll eat them both right now because yeah. the other one's free. That's That happened today, actually. I was <laughs> getting McDonald's for breakfast. I'm like, well, that's two for $2? Might as well get the second. <laughs> yep. You stuff yourself. Yep. I'm cool with it, though. It's so good. <laughs> Especially since uh, September and October, I couldn't eat fast food. Like, I gave that up for sober oh, October. Okay. <laughs> I love fast food too much yeah. to do that. But, okay. Um, would you can Oh, you already answered that one. Sorry. Um, what is your most memorable night of comedy? Whether it be good or bad, just the most memorable. Uh, I mean... The- I guess I'd probably hit them both. The Stanhope one for sure. Yep. Just him showing up was, was a big one. So yeah. That one was awesome. I mean, the first show I'd produced where we got 100 plus people. Yeah. Way, way above all my expectations, you know? Both those, both those were fantastic nights. Yeah, those sound like amazing nights. Keep it nice and simple. <laughs> <laughs> Did Doug go up? He he did not go up himself. He went on stage and uh, heckled his buddy. Mm. He yeah. started at the back of the room, then just went up on stage and <laughs> talked to so him. So he for... literally just went in there to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dang. <laughs> Was he just too far gone to do an act, like to do a set? I No, I think he just came to see his friend. Oh, okay. uh, from what I understand, he and uh, Tom Dustin are, uh, I guess, came up together in Boston. Oh, okay. I think the stand-ups from Boston. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to heckle his buddy. <laughs> I mean, Tom Dustin's solid if you guys are looking for, or any listeners looking nah. for other uh, probably lesser-known comedians. Tom Dustin had a special called Dangerous Now. I think it's on YouTube. Okay. I've listened to the whole thing. It's Pretty, solid. Okay. Yep. He's a, I mean, he's headliner quality. Sweet. Yeah. Doug, Doug's usually hammered when he goes up on stage ninety percent of the time, anyway. So I mean, yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Wouldn't have stopped him. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> when Roddy, when you asked that, Roddy, I'm like, have you never watched him? <laughs> like he's pretty hammered every time. <laughs> well, all right. Um, where's the coolest place you've ever performed? Coolest Acme, probably. Nah. I was there for the uh the oh, contest. Yeah, yep, you just did that this year. Yep. Was that in that was summertime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, that's contest a great room. For you. It went okay. I made it to the semifinals and then did not advance. Mm. That's alright. I mean the the guy who won my night just crushed it, so mm. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even argue that. And I didn't see anybody else who did advance, but that yeah. guy really killed it. But yeah, Acme's a sweet room. That was my that was my first time ever there, honestly. Oh, like you hadn't just seen performances? Yeah, there? I'd never even seen anybody at okay. Acme, and so yeah, I walked in there. And just, never done the open mic there? No, not well, not till then. I went to uh, they gave you. I went the night before the contest. They had an open mic. You could kind of practice. So that was my first time. Yeah. Was the night before the contest? So did they like? Because the first night you automatically get up. Did you already use your like one? automatic chance he, he up. still has a star man he can still go use his star that's think, what i'm saying i think i still have it on a technicality okay sweet. <laughs> yeah when i signed up you could write down that you were in the contest yep oh and so, that was yeah like so that's a, like a free star yeah that's yeah. a free star so that's like so my star can, star yeah you can go use your star star go one now. more time yeah. there you go 
Nice. Hi. Um. Okay, where would you do a special if ever given the opportunity? Uh, you know, I, I have to admit my uh, knowledge of historic venues is not real thorough yet. Because yeah, you're you're start you're expanding in Minnesota, and then you're gonna right. get to the big ones. Right. All right. Here's what I'm gonna pick, and I'm, I'll keep this. I was gonna keep this a secret, but okay. Breaking news here. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm being legit here. The the upstairs venue above the Superior Tavern has so much potential. Okay. It it could be it, it should be the coolest venue in the Twin Ports. It looks like. If you had like a 1940s bar, like huge bar, they just locked it up one night, everybody went home, and nobody's been back for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> and they just left it as is. Like they got like vintage cash registers, jukebox, like cigarette machine. They got the old TV Sweet. with like the round TV tube in it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. And that's uh. That's the place that, that wants to do Wednesday night open mics. Not in that venue. They they've got a like bar downstairs, but the owner showed it to me, and they're like, you know, if if it ever gets this big, we'd love to find a use for this space. That would be amazing. You're right. So I've been daydreaming. It, it could probably fit two or three hundred people in there. I've been daydreaming about <laughs> they get that up and running, and like I don't know, I make enough, enough connections that I can book somebody that will yeah fill two or three hundred seats. That place, that place should be awesome, and I hope we get there someday. Yeah. Well, I feel like even just some comedians down in the cities, I feel like you could get that many people up here. Yeah. Yeah. They've got some good names there. Yeah. I bet. I bet we could. I'm gonna. Once we get rolling with that that open mic thing, I'm gonna put that bug in her ear and yeah, keep hitting that button. That's it's such a cool venue. Well, yeah, especially if you have that like constant communication with the open yeah. mic. Yeah. That that's a good in. Right. Dang. Yeah, but it's on the second floor. Like, the one whole wall overlooking the street is just windows. A different wall, like, adjacent to that from, you know, side to side is a, a bar, like, old wooden carved countertop bar. Man. It's just, oh, oh man. That's sweet. Yeah, that space could be so cool. Is it, like, ready now, or would they have to do some work to get it, like, they would have to do some up work. To par, yeah. yeah, like the the it's got old wood floors. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but they they look old as hell. Yeah, I can't imagine there's even like I don't know, ice machine. Oh just yeah, basic bar stuff that you need. I what have no like, idea if that's back there. What about like lighting and stuff? Did they have lighting already, or do you think they'd have to work on that? Not or? for like a stage. Okay. Uh, they don't even have a stage. They yeah. need a stage. Yeah, you'd have to make a stage. Stage, yeah. stage lighting, probably really good sound system. They would need all that, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, it would take some some upkeep then for yep. sure. But that'd be sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll have a. Uh, that, that, that's the probably number one thing I daydream about right now is getting yeah. that room running, having some big event. I'll invite you guys. Yeah, we get your VIP table. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> We'll bring our mics. We'll just yeah. start talking, and we'll have everybody yeah. come and say a word or two. I'll immediately <laughs> promote you to Sapphire. <laughs> Sapphire nice. Club. We're the, we're the first Sapphire yeah. there. Nice. The stripper's going to be pissed that we took her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I really want to see this going now. 
I haven't I even see seen the place. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to envision it. Like you said, there's an entire wall of windows yep. and then a wooden bar, like in the wood flooring, like from the forties, like would you, I'm so I, cash registers, the old school. Yeah. Yep. So where would you put the stage just off to one of the sides then? So, cause like, or would you put it like with the window background? Yeah. If I could, if, if I was in charge, I'd put it with the window background. Okay. Cause you get you get some you know big name in there. Yeah, people will, people will watch from the street. You know. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> That's sweet. I get. It. It's got a lot of potential. I need to get big fast because I want to headline this show. <laughs> <laughs> you got to build a social media. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to learn how to post. Get your sixteen posts yeah. in. Once I hit the 16 posts, I'm big, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I keep telling him that. I go, he goes, oh, man, I want people to see my comedy. I'm like, well, you got to let them see your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been posting on like about like Dublin's and stuff every now and then. Not a lot. Yep. But... You're, you're getting better. Yeah. You're getting better. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you normally wear on stage? And would you like to change it? And if so, what would you like to wear on stage? <laughs> if I'm hosting, <laughs> I dress like I'm a, a Olive Garden waiter. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> you suit up, huh? <laughs> so I like to give the I don't know presentation of a host, I guess. But uh, my my standard outfit is it's really simple. It's like jeans and a t-shirt. But then I buy a ten dollar Goodwill suit jacket <laughs> to put over that. And it jazzes it up like eighty percent. It looks so good. easy. It looks good. Yeah, I it's like comfy. it. Comfy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like the look too. I I really like that. It's a unique look. Like you don't see it a lot. Like especially like in comedy. Like you're the like you stand out just by wearing that. Like it's it's and nice. It, it, that's another thing Danielle pushes too is uh, like having a look, or at least just dressing up. And I I I wasn't into it at first, but then. Right, I mean, the whole goal is to is to stand out, really. Yeah, yep. it's to make yourself memorable. She likes a dressier comedian. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I dressed up those two weeks in a row was because of her. You went all out, man. I you did. Were... <laughs> I wore, were... I wore. Yeah, I went all yeah. out for sure. You're... That's what I wear at work. You so flare. Why... Yeah. Picture on social media would have been awesome. Then I bet. Yeah. Out. See. Oh. Okay. We, you and I will hound each other now. Okay. To Sweet. after shows or whatever. Hey, do your do your socials, yep. man. We have to do at least one after every show. You just got to get in that mindset. See, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. That would have been a that yeah. would have been a sweet picture up on stage. I don't even think I got a picture that night, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't time. see it. <laughs> I don't think I have it in my phone either. Okay. <laughs> Goals are set. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take pictures of you, and then you can take pictures of me. We'll do it, and then we'll send it. Because yeah. I know Danny takes pictures like most of the time. Yeah, but. she does. But yeah, I like. I mean, I like. I like that look for me. I like that look for you, man. Yeah. That's tight. Thank you. You got sweet outfit. How many of those do you have? Um, well, suit jackets. I have uh, two blue ones, a red one, a silver one, a white one. Oh, see, a black one. <laughs> I got a lot of different options. And then I have. Yeah. And then I have just vests. Look at that. So I have options to to work with. Plus, like, I always just shop the clearance at J.C. or I haven't gone to T.J. Maxx. People keep telling me to go to T.J. Maxx. I haven't done it yet. I don't know why. But TJ Maxx is good. I we'll have there. a makeover day. There we go. We'll take all the comedians. We'll pick up the kids from the park. 
do some mentoring. <laughs> Take them to makeover day. <laughs> hey kids, do you have a do you have a hundred dollars? Yeah, why, why don't you right. come with me? <laughs> go to TJ Maxx. We'll get a white van, make the look complete. Yeah, <laughs> it'll say candy. Like we'll, we'll right. out on this venture, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you care about the children? <laughs> <laughs> we are looking, we are trying to help these children's futures right, right now. Right. And you're just sitting here bashing us. Right. <laughs> oh, that con- that conversation with their parents is not going to go well. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh. No, you see, you need a suit jacket if you want to. When yeah. you quit school, you got to look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I do need to, like, I want to go do some more shopping because I could definitely, like, do that for a long time without, like, repeating anything, so. Yeah, it's, it's I, I think Danielle's right. I didn't listen right away. It's just a free, I don't know, free status boost while you're up there. Yeah. You know, I think it just makes you look 5% more professional or something yeah or, well i like i think that's an effect on the audience yeah i like the way when she was on this episode or not this episode when she was on this podcast she was talking to me about like how like with my beard and like the nice look they almost like are trying to like contradict each sure. other so yeah. so it's like a, a good look because then you're like intrigued you're like oh i don't really see many people with a beard like that right. wearing what he's wearing so like I kind of want to listen to what he's saying, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but yeah. now it's, now I'm realizing it's just bad dad jokes. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially like when you're hosting, I think it just looks really good hosting, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like they're, you're, you're like the pilot kind of, right? Yep. Like you don't want the pilot to, to board the plane wearing sweatpants <laughs> yeah. and t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm, the, the outfit doesn't help them fly the plane any better, no, but, it but makes the crew feel competent you yeah know. and safer yeah <laughs> yeah I, I would feel safer if somebody dressed nice and fancy instead of somebody that was just in sweatpants even though it's weird because like yeah. i don't know i've learned a lot like just working at different places like a lot of the people that like go to target field that have season tickets they are the people you would least expect because they're the ones <laughs> in sweatpants like you, you're sure. and you're like Wait, you're you're paying seventy thousand, like however much uh, per sure. per ticket per game, like and you're like maybe you can't afford the outfit because you paid for the tickets. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys definitely should dress up. I mean, that'll make you so much more trusting. You guys are gonna get so many more kids that way. <laughs> right, right. There you go. <laughs> I forgot. We, yeah, we need to get them into the van somehow. Yeah. Right? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the candy was going to do the, the work, but I guess we got to do the yeah, work. Yeah, huh? I got to have style. <laughs> but, no, I, I think I'm going to start dressing up a little bit. Not like, maybe not go all out every single time. Like, maybe just wear a vest every now and then. But, like, still wear the jackets every now and then. Yeah. But I think I'm going to do that for the show since I'll be, like, hosting. Yeah, I agree. I'm all for it. Yeah. But I like it. <laughs> All right. If you could open for any comedian, who would it be? I mean, and it doesn't have to be your favorite. Just maybe somebody that you like. I just feel like because uh, he's so dark, I would be successful with Anthony Jeselnik. Yep. I don't know if it's too much of the same thing, but I think his crowd would be ready for that. Yeah. I think I'd do really well opening for a, for an Anthony Jeselnik crowd myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan. 
Yeah. But yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Like he definitely he goes dark sometimes. Yeah, but... his crowd will be ready. They're <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be surprised by anything I say. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll appreciate it. <laughs> I could see open for like Big J, Big J Okerson. Yeah. No. Oh. No. I could see that. Stanhope. I could. Yeah. You should have already opened for him. <laughs> I should have. You should have saw me. He should have saw you, and then when, like, you know what? I need to get on. Completely fucked you. Yeah, we'd still be touring now. Yeah, you know, man, just hand in hand. You'd be featuring for him at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. could have a house at the bunker in Arizona. Yep, I'd be on his podcast. Yeah, you'd be on his podcast instead of our podcast. <laughs> just that one little decision in life, yeah. man. That damn. I mean, host. it'd be a little bit of a downgrade from this podcast, but yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> right. We're about to hit top thousand. That's true. I haven't checked his numbers lately. Maybe you guys are higher. Uh, He's actually three below us. (laughs) (laughs) I just automatically know. (laughs) Should look it up and see where he is. Yeah. We can do that off air. We don't have to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to do it now. Hold up, guys. We're going to wait while we (laughs) Time out. Well, I think we uh, hit yeah, that time of night. Dead air. air right there is real good. That's the sign? Well, I was looking at it. I was waiting for him. He usually is the one that says it, so I was giving. I, was waiting I, for think, him. I think we're getting to that time of the night. Yeah, yeah, we had a good stretch. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. We did good. Is there, so I, a lot of fun. I, I did want to make sure because like, um, we actually, there was something that we didn't mention um, during Danny's podcast, and she wanted to, there's a story that she wanted to say, and I want that story to get out. Um, we're obviously not going to do that here. We're going to do another episode with her. But I want to make sure that we hit everything Patrick wanted to talk about. Is there anything additional that you might have wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, man. We've been so many places. I guess. I think we got it all. You think you got it all? Oh, yeah. Vandy. You said I love you to his girlfriend for the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah is... How much more emotion do you want me to display here? <laughs> how much more do you want out of this guy? Holding that in for years. <laughs> That's awesome. No, yeah, I think I got it all. It was it was a blast. Sweet. No, it was really good having you on. I love it talking was... comedy and yeah, we've been trying to have you on for a while now, which is it's good to Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Oh, wait, I do have a question, which is maybe foreshadowing something. What, what You guys do deep dives? Yes. When do those come yeah. out? Are those in your other podcast episodes? So, yeah. So, we do the, the deep dives. Uh, we haven't done them lately. Um, so, Vandy always goes and does his deep dives of all of the comedians. So, we're, we're a little behind on okay. those. So, it would probably be a while until we do the deep dive for this episode because we have so many episodes we need to, to go through. Uh, because we do... Um, for every episode we do, whether it be just him and him or I or a guest, we have a dedication, and so we still need to get into those dedications. And I think we are what probably like twenty behind. <laughs> yeah, like I that. haven't had. It's. I don't even need to hear mine. I'm I just, way behind. I, yeah. I just love comedy talk. So I, I, I heard you guys do that. De- so I'm, I'm definitely going to get back into it. I'm just trying to find a better way. I mean, I, I guess I. I've done a few, and I stopped at the one that I stopped at because I'm still trying to figure out how to – it's Bill Cosby. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, just so yeah. That, like I'm trying to. What's like, the, what's I the problem? We need to let Patrick do that one. Right in between this one with all the van talk and kids. Yeah. Right in. But yeah, so um, those episodes are actually tied in with all of the other episodes. So um, if you like go back in the the library of our, okay. our episodes, um, they say deep dive right on the, yeah. the episode. Um, so right now we have a few out there. Um, Norm MacDonald, um, that was our very first one because that was Josh was our first guest, my roommate. Sure. And that was his dedication. So that's, that's when we first started doing dedicated comedians okay. rather than comedian yeah. lists. Because we started off doing like, who's your top 10 favorite comedians? And then you do 10 comedians instead of like one dedication. Mm. So we did like 11 lists and we're like, we're running out of lists. <laughs> so we need to do some dedications. So we just did individuals. And so that's when we started doing the deep dives and they're like 20 to 30 minutes long. So they're not like super long like these episodes. Perfect. But something that you can listen to just kind of. Get a little more of the stupidest podcast. Yeah, like you guys, I love just about any comedy talk. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be fun to hear you do deep dives on a lot of people. Yep. I love the one that he did about uh, Mitch Hedberg because he was trying to do some of Mitch Hedberg's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, terrible. but he messed up. <laughs> so it was hard. It was so funny, He's though. so I, unique. I love that, that episode so much when you did that deep dive just because of, like, you were trying to get the joke and it just didn't quite get there. <laughs> It's just me. So when we do the deep, when we when we do the deep dive, it's usually just me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's really it's really awkward. Like I'm still trying to get used to just talking into a mic, nobody around. <laughs> sure. To just nobody, so it gets a little. I don't know how Bill Burr does it. Like he has like hour long episodes. I'm like, just by yourself. How do you do that, dude? <laughs> yeah, solo seems hard. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do the podcast without anybody. That's why I give him props for doing those deep dives because even a half an hour would be hard for me. Yeah. I'd be like three minutes in, I'd be like, okay, well, I think you guys are sick of hearing my voice. So <laughs> I definitely need to get back into them though because I, I am getting more and more people asking about them. Yeah. So the fans demand it. Yep. Yeah. Bill Cosby, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at least you at least you have an easy one to go into. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Jump, jumping right back into her. Yeah. All right, I think we are to that time of the night, though, man. Yeah. What uh, What time is that? Dedication time, baby. So uh, every time we have an episode, we do a dedication. Uh, whenever we have a guest, we like the guest to do a dedication. So Patrick, we're gonna leave it to you. Who would you like to dedicate your episode to? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deep dive here and go with Sean Rouse. Sean Rouse. Yeah. So when you said that name, I I don't know Sean, so I need a little bit more about him. You don't have to go deep deep dive, but just a little bit so people know a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I won't go too deep. I discovered him through the uh, Stanhope Circle. That's already too deep, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's dead. He had, uh, I think, rheumatoid arthritis, some kind of disease that left him in pain mm. nonstop. He had like a claw hand. Oh, man. <laughs> he, yep. had a, he had a rough I just, life. I just looked him up. I remember this guy. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a lot out there, but uh, if you're going to consume any of his material, there's a, uh Amazon documentary. Mm. Um, what was it called? Unbookables. 
Interesting. Unbookables. It's going to be. It's, it's about some kind of effed up road comics. They just go on a tour together, and he's one of them. Watch that. You'll learn to love Sean Rouse. He's a he's a trooper, man. You okay. can tell he's in pain constantly. Oh, he damn. loves dark humor. He takes it in some crazy places. That's why I love him. Um, also, he's got a special called, I think, Spilled Milk, which I believe is on YouTube for free. So <laughs> I, ch- check those things out if you want to consume some Sean Rouse material. Yeah. But he's, he's fantastic. He's dead. Should have been more famous than he ever was. So I am uh, I am proud to hopefully expose some more people to Sean Rouse. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's These gonna are be... the comedians I like, the ones that people don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially like with Sean, like it's a way to keep his memory going. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. Because yeah, he leaves behind, you know. He, he didn't have any kids. Okay. He's got comedy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got... That's... I understand that. Both are our kids, man. Yeah. yeah, that's his legacy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's got some great bits. If you want, if you want to look up one bit, you guys are just the listeners. Go on YouTube, Google Sean Rouse tsunami. Tsunami. It, it's so dark. Okay. It's about the Christmas tsunami that hit. <laughs> Where it hit the Philippines or something. Oh, I, I, I played it for you. I, I played it for you. I did. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> You did play that for me. Yep. I remember That's that. That's Sean Oh, Rowe. man. That, he's good. It's dark. Yes. Just be ready, but... It's like, uh, it looks like I know what I'm listening to. Dude, it's, yeah. that is such a good bit. <laughs> oh, man. Look that up. You guys have to look that up. Vandy, you need to look it up for sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we were at the the pool or not the pool, the hot tub. Frankie's, Frankie's house sitting yeah. party or something. Yeah. Yeah. Have we Never ever have we ever released that video? It's still on our drive. Of us yeah, in the hot on, tub. Yeah. All those videos are up on our TikTok, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? But I mean, like our social media. If you paid attention, <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> it's our it's our Most. biggest TikTok so far. Okay, and that was filmed by patrick over here oh nice right. patrick, uh, patrick de geese was the the filmographer for that video <laughs> <laughs> just giving credit where credit is due yeah <laughs> but well sweet Pat- um patrick you got anything you want to plug um let me think where we are chronologically yep so remember 21st yep today is the 21st yep so uh, I do have a couple things coming up. I don't have my calendar in front of me. I think it's the second and third. It's whatever f- uh, Friday and Saturday. I think that Friday, I am uh, in Duluth, going to be at the Gopher Hole on the second of December. If I have my dates correct, yep, yep, second, yep. Second, second and third. Okay, yeah, and then the third I'll be uh, hosting at Dublin's. So nice. those are my uh, next two appearances. Come on out, folks. Sweet. Nice. And again, if you have more that come up and you want them shared, yeah. just let us know. We'll, we'll let him know. He'll post yeah. it for sure. I mean, unless you want me to get one of my 16 in. <laughs> or that. <Yeah. laughs> Fans can come, out, come say it's they... It uh, might be a coin toss if he puts it in. <laughs> <laughs> Any fans who come and say they, they heard me on the stupidest podcast, I will uh, mentor their children for free. Wow. No charge. No charge. Free van rides. Yeah. Free van rides. Yeah. I wish I had kids. it's finally Uh, worth it (laughs) Uh, sweet Uh, Vandy does have a kid uh, but he's not 
Yeah, she's not getting in no van. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying. Do you have a Do you have a website or anything? Um, I do. Uh, PatDeGeest.com, which people probably can't spell. Um, also, I NorthComedy.com will also take you there because that's that's easier for people to spell. Okay. Has... Did you want to spell it for people so they can reach it? <laughs> or no? Oh uh, yeah. If you want to go to Pat DeGeest, P A T D E G E E S T dot com. Nice. Nice. Go we'll give him a follow. Cool. Go check out his stuff. Go see some of his shows. Thanks. Patrick is a really good comedian. You guys are gonna love him. Um I agree. I agree as well. <laughs> three thumbs up. We got three, three thumbs up. Actually, yeah. if you, I'll give you two. So you have four. All right. You got four here. Jackpot. <laughs> um, for us guys, you know, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, my uh, Snapchat, Snapchat at the stupidest pod. Um, but you can always check us out at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Otherwise, if you guys uh, have any questions that you might want to hear on the podcast, if there's any uh, themes or topics you want us to do when Vandy and I are doing our episodes, um, if you have a, a certain guest that you think might be on the, that would be good on the podcast, anything like that, um, or you just want to talk to us, just always reach us at our, our email at... Uh, what is it? The stupidest podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> that one was so smooth. <laughs> was. That, that was good. We really nailed that one. Yeah, we practiced um, it. Go like, share, comment all our posts, all our episodes. The more you do that, the better it helps us. I'm going to be posting 16 times within the next two months. So you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of me. <laughs> Which is good. Go like and share those ones the most. Yes. I'm trying to prove a point to this guy. No, you don't need to do that. Because if, if I actually do well, then he's going to make me do it more. And I just, it's a tough whole thing. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Patrick, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah. It was great getting to know you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a, yeah, this was a blast. Um, hopefully, hopefully, we can have you on again sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was definitely a good episode. Yeah. Uh, I'd, uh, I'll always come back whenever you guys Sweet. want me. Yeah, otherwise, if you ever want to do uh, an episode, I know Danny wants to do an episode um, just talking about business. So if you ever want to talk about either the business side of comedy or anything, like we have other episodes where we don't talk about comedy the sure. whole time. So Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to get in that, especially or hear hers. She's Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's got a lot much longer, more successful history than I do in business. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why we want to talk to Danny is just because she's got a that, that good story that mm. she wants to oh, yeah. wants to talk about. So, well, sweet. Well, I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Um, I know I had fun. Sounds like Vandy had fun. Sounds like Patrick had mm. fun. So I think, uh, yeah, this is it. Perfect. Well, uh, thanks right, again, guys. Cool. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Have a good one.